We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. What up? Welcome to the corner. I'm Kel Dansby. And I'm Andreas Hale. And we're coming at you from the Dope House. Shout out to Two Dope Boys. And we are two journalists who cover wrestling, boxing, and MMA, but we also love hip-hop. You may think those worlds don't blend, but we make it work. On today's show, we'll be talking about Meek Mill not responding to Drake, John Cena's broken nose, TJ Dillashaw dominating Barrow again, and Triple G's toughest fight yet. But first, we have to talk about Hulk Hogan's dumbass comments. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> hey, Booker T at the Hall of Heat. He, he called him. it. He called it. The N words came and got him. That was it, yo. And it's so crazy to hear Hulk, and he's standing by it too. He's like, yo, Barack can say nigga. I can't say nigga. Barack can say it. Yeah, Hulk Hogan, you're wild. I don't think that's a good defense. Look, so so unless you've been living under a rock, obviously you know that the, the tape came out, the transcript came out. Um, I was actually online with some of my boys, um, and the, I knew the, I knew what happened about two hours before it happened. I knew the scrubbing of WWE.com was happening. It was already in effect. Curtis Axel went from Axelmania to regular Curtis Axel. <laughs> like they took they took Hulk out of the Hall of Fame. Like. The body slam at WrestleMania 3 no longer exists. Like, yo, it was crazy. They just completely scrubbed Hulk Hogan from everything. You can't delete the body slam. Nah, you can't. That's but like I mean, the iconic moment in WWE history. I mean, they tried to Chris Benoit. And, it was, you know, he, Hulk Hogan ain't murder nobody, but, yeah. I guess a rant came out today about him, like, being anti-gay, too. Like, well, he yeah, he called like, somebody fag or yeah, something. Yeah, he called somebody a fag. Um, he said something about Jamie Foxx. Which is not acceptable outside of Xbox, Halo, and Call of Duty circles. 
Well, yeah, if you playing online, you know, slander is there's no rules. Nah, that's why I don't put to on headphones. Talk online. That's why I don't put on headphones. An eight year old will call you a fag and go home and be in the Brady Bunch. So, you know, yeah, I don't, outside of that, though, him. you can't say that, man. No, nah, Hulk, Hulk is bugging. I mean, so so is the punishment too harsh? That's my question. Like, should Hulk Hogan be completely removed for everything that he's doing? Considering what he's done, he's a PR nightmare. That's the biggest issue here. Yeah, he's yeah. A public relations nightmare. You're supposed to be an ambassador for the sport, and you doing sex tapes with with Bubba the Love Sponge in the background, dropping the, like the M bomb. Like, what are you doing? Like, Hulk is bugging on on many aspects. Uh, I don't know why you're trying to set me up for a goddamn Mikel moment so early in the show, but I think it is a little too harsh. I mean. Hulk is entitled to his own opinions. Like, I don't really want to know what a grown-ass man says in his bedroom while smashing the wife of his really good friend. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit that was wrong with that scenario that I'd catch before I cared about what the hell he said. And to me, it's like, yo, he said it. It was eight years ago. You've been letting him rock for a couple years. Let him go. I don't care. I didn't pay to hear his thoughts on life. And who he did or didn't like outside of the ring. I just want to see the man wrestle. Don't take all his shit away from WWE.com. Like, who cares? If it's on the network, let it rock. Now, you can say, I don't want him on my current show. Like, tough enough. But going back and taking away all the shit, that's stupid. Like, we haven't seen it before. It's like when they try to take Reggie Bush's Heisman. I saw him juke everybody that year. I, I don't care. Take that shit away. You can't take away my eyes. He was the best player in college football. Just like Hogan. He set up the company. He's the reason you are where you are. Going back and trying to take that shit away is stupid. Well, I mean, it's not really about taking away. It's, like I said, it's a public relations nightmare. Like you, when you come out and that those kind of things come out about you, and you're not like super apologetic about it, and you're just kind of like, eh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. shit happened, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was mad, and, and Brooke was dating a bunch of black guys, yeah. so I was upset. And they weren't NBA black guys. Like, at least they're the rich black guys. Yeah, so, like, when you do that, there's really no, you really have nowhere to go but down if you're, in a, if you're hosting Tough Enough. Like, if you're wrestling, they'll suspend you. Like, they got to get rid of you. And that's it. Is it too harsh for future stuff? I don't know. Like, he made a mistake. I'm sure he's Nominated probably- the black man on Tough Enough. Yeah, but see, they ain't never letting that down. Therein lays, lies the issue. It, coincidentally, it's like you helped get the only black guy on Tough Enough eliminated. So yeah, now people, good. yeah, he was the best guy on the show, and it was like, damn it, Hulk. Like even if it was completely coincidental, you kind of did it to yourself. Like, and furthermore, we're in an internet era where you have to be just very careful of what you do around anybody. Like if you're in the bedroom and somebody you got a sex tape and you said a bunch of shit you probably shouldn't have said, you probably should have did something a long time ago because those tapes are going to come Can out. Can we stop having sex tapes? Like, is this possible? I mean, I, that's just that's not like, my mo. Like, listen, I don't, I don't listen. I don't care what you do. I'm not asking. I know you go to brunch. That's all I want to know about. I you. love champagne brunch. You can catch all that shit on the internet. <laughs> but dog, what I do in the bedroom, like, like I, I gotta keep it to myself. Yeah, like. Let's stop having sex tapes and let's stop leaking them. No one wants to see that shit. No one wants to see Terry. Given like 18 pumps <laughs> Terry Balea yeah. <laughs> Hulking up on a chick <laughs> To nah, an overly tanned chick in the bedroom Like I, I don't need to see that Like no one wants to see these sex tapes See, let, Let's let it die with Kim K Kim K got it She got rich off of it and that Let was, her be the goat And that was like the most garbage sex tape in the history of it sex It wasn't tapes. good so, so that's always been my question It's like when you do a sex tape right Like what is your goal Like what is your end game Do you watch yourself Or do you want other people to watch your shit how creep? I mean, you don't go back and watch it, right? Like, do you I, throw it on? Like, that's is that like Netflix? When you invite a chick over for Netflix and be like, "Yo, we're just gonna have Netflix and pizza and chill," 
Is it like come over? We're just gonna watch our sex tape and chill, like and get it popping again. I don't. I don't want I don't nobody to see. Look, the, I don't need to see myself in that capacity. Because I'm one. I'm real harsh of a critique. I don't want to critique my own performance. Like I don't want to be sitting there was like, yeah, that that missionary that wasn't the groove. Right I ain't gonna there. lie to you. My sex tape would be dope. But uh, that's of that, TMI. I don't want to hear saying, any of that like, shit. I'm not gonna be mad at my performance. Like I'd be like, good job, sir. Good job. But I don't want to see that on film. Like I don't want to see myself. I I barely want to see guys on film as is in in any type of sexual arena. You give me just two porn star chicks going at it, and I'm a happy man, and I'm okay with that. I don't need to see myself. I don't need to see someone else. I was there. Like, what am I watching? I was there. I, I know what happened. True. So run it back because we went too far. We talked about <laughs> making sex tapes. It was Hulk Hogan making sex tape, and he dropped all these M-bombs, and now he's basically scrubbed from the company. Now he's out of there. And the, but you, wait, wait, wait. But you know what? Debates, though, wait, wait, wait. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Hulk Hogan was part of the steroid scandal and testifying against Vince McMahon. So you know that that has something to do with it. Vince been waiting. Vince was like, gritting his, his teeth and was like, Argh. he's like, I got him. Him and all the black people. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's vendetta. You know what I'm saying? Like, things come out. Like, it sucks. And it, I don't think it's over anytime soon. I'm sure that, like, there's somebody. See, here's the other issue. Eight years ago was a while, right? But again, it's about how you handle it when it comes out. Hulk Hogan was like a grown man. When Eminem had the tape, remember that came out? And yeah. Benzino leaked it and everybody lost their mind? Exactly. Eminem was apologetic. He was like, yeah, I was young and I was stupid and shit happened. And, and when, you, when that happens, I feel like you, all right, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, people make mistakes. Hulk Hogan just, like, but Hulk Hogan was old as shit making mistakes. And that was the problem with it. It wasn't like, well, y'all was young and dumb. Like, Hulk Hogan's been old for like 50 years. Yeah, he could have said he was drunk or high or whatever the case may be. I was... You know, I was in a different place. I wasn't cool with LeBron yet. You know, shit like that. Like, you know, I wasn't. Yo, we were buying Jordans, though. Like, yo, Hulk Hogan's Jordan collection is amazing. Yo, <laughs> he's rivaling mad people. Him and Fat Joe right now. King of Jordan collection. I wonder, like, if Hulk Hogan and Michael Jordan meet. Like, what is, how's that conversation go? Because Michael Jordan loves Republicans. I feel like Michael Jordan is that black friend to have. Like if you if you're rich and famous and a white guy and you're kind of uncomfortable around black people, Jordan's like the good buffer. Like <laughs> you can go and be friends with Jordan first and then meet other black people. He wears like kind of dad jeans, mom jeans. He doesn't even yeah, wear dad like, jeans. Yeah, like it's it's horrible. Like Michael Michael Jordan has the worst style in the history of man. He kind of dresses like Brett Favre. Mm. Like he's it's not good. He could be in a Wranglers commercial. He I mean he wears Hanes. Yeah, like you, you know, he like you actually believe he wears Hanes. That's yeah. the thing. Like people do commercials, like you say, like that motherfucker don't drink it. That he don't drink that Gatorade. No, he wears Hanes. Like he wears Hanes. Yeah, like you got to go to Jordan and then meet Little Wayne. Like, like you yeah. can't just go straight from Hulk Hogan. That's a hell of a jump to Little Wayne. I mean, yeah, like you. Like if you my parents be, met Michael Jordan and then met Little Wayne. They be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like just saying, your life he's sucks. The introductory black man. It's not wrong with that. Him and Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger! I don't know. Tiger smash a wife, and then you'll really dislike black people. <laughs> like, don't go to Tiger. Not yet, not yet. I mean, Jordan, you can chill, you can gamble. There's all the nannies. Di- Tiger's getting all, all the, the nannies. Na- yeah, Tiger would have smashed his daughter. That would have been a whole different problem. Babysitter's Club starring Tiger Woods. Like, that's the sex tape right there. On the real, uh, I was going to say before you got me off track again, you're the king of that. Is people were asking, is Hogan racist or did he just say some racist shit? Mm, that's, is that's- there, there's, is there a difference? We don't, I don't think we have enough information because his. Again, with with Hogan, what he said was offensive, and you he could say, "Oh, it was a one time mistake," but it's pretty liberal to the point where you gotta wonder, like, "Hey, Hulk, how many times do you talk like this behind closed doors?" 
Yeah, and like, I've seen some people who said they weren't racist in in my day in my travels. I've <laughs> your, seen some your days haven't been that long. Who, <laughs> who are perfectly fine with you know black people having black friends and everything, but you try to date their daughter and be black? Nah, nah, nah. Like black people aren't good enough for my daughter. That's a whole different thing, and that's where Hulk was on. Yeah, he was see, just like crazy. I don't dislike black people, and I'll chill with them, and we can hug and smoke cigars, and I wear their sneakers, but you ain't pumping my daughter, and. I've had, like, Asian girls who are just, like, their family's cool. they perfectly fine with black people, Spanish people, all this stuff. But you better date an Asian. But, see, there's and a difference. There's there's a difference in it. Like, yeah. when it comes to their daughter and their kids, they have ideals and, and something in their head. And that shit's a little different. So, I don't know if he's a racist, per se. I don't know where that fits in. Like, it's just, you, it's hard because, again, like, you could say, all right, I'm not too fond of my daughter dating outside of her race, a particular type of people, like Asians, blacks, Mexicans, whatever it is. Exactly. Okay, that's your preference, right? Preferential is one thing. But when you start using slanderous terms to describe those people, then, especially when your daughter is dating them, because now you're mad, like you're just, you're lit. You're upset because your daughter's dating black people. It's like, that's crazy. You got to chill with that. Like... Like, I don't know who Hulk Hogan grew up around. Terry Bollea. I don't know who he grew up around. <laughs> yeah, Terry's wildin'. I mean, Terry, what radio show was that? He said nigga mad times. I saw that clip. I like, don't he know. Was, it was crazy. He was uh, on, like, a hip-hop radio show and just said nigga mad times, like, at least 30. He didn't care. Yo, the best thing was your boy Iron Sheik. <laughs> Yo, the Iron <laughs> Sheik was on Twitter on Fire. Iron Sheik's Twitter is always fire. Yeah. First off, if, if you don't he's follow, the best old guy on Twitter. Yeah, if you don't follow the Iron Sheik, he's like your old drunk uncle who is drunk and never sleeps. Him and Dan Lebertar's dad, Poppy, are the best old guys in the world. I wish they were my dad. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Like the Sheik got at him. I mean, everyone. CM Punk had a great tweet about it. Yeah, he deleted it too. I retweeted it. He deleted it because he, it? He, deleted it. he was uh, the one. Who was like he was like uh, <laughs> the Booker T quote though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It was there's so many great moments, it, but it makes you wonder. Like, is there a double standard? Because even though it was all in good fun, when Vince McMahon said, "What up, my nigga?" That was in good fun. That, that, that's what that he thought. That's a little bit worse. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna when, let you know. when he did it, he thought it was like, "Oh, it's just character acting." But it was like, come on, Vince, like, that's just pretty on. bad. Yeah, like you should chill. Like, what? Do you, what's wrong with you? the Booker T's right there? Yeah, like that shit was. I, I've I've always wanted to ask was I when that happened. Like I I think that was my hiatus from WWE. Nah, I watched that shit and I was like, yo. And then here's my problem is I love wrestling so much. I was like, fuck it. I'm fuck just gonna it. keep watching. And I just don't like you, Vince McMahon. But whatever. <laughs> he was dead serious. And Cena was just yeah. like that was one of my favorite Cena characters. Like when Cena was hip hop Cena, I was alright. Yo, was Cena right can rap. Cena. Yo, he wasn't bad. Yo, I've seen worse. The Hustle remix with Murs is dope. Anybody who fronts on the Hustle remix is dope. You're an idiot. Like, Cena can actually rhyme. He's not like... It's not Cena's like... better than Migos. And that's some real shit. If uh, they're, Migos they're going, can sell records, yo, the Cena Mi- can sell records. The Migos hive is coming for you. Everybody's a hive now. The Ooh, Migos hive is coming... got a hive. I meant to tell you. We can't go too far. Tracy has to put on hold. Bow Wow has a hive. And they're strong. Like, they took over Twitter. I'm dead ass here. I wish you guys could see Andre's face right now. Because I don't believe this shit. Bow Wow has a hive. You got a hashtag Bow Wow hive. Like they brought back Why old freestyles, like 106 and Park, the basement with Tega hyping it up wait, in the background. Bow Wow's never freestyled in his life. Yo, listen, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Bow like, Wow was spitting hot fire. Like we, I, this is a whole other conversation. But freestyles lost its way a long time ago. Just because you rap without music doesn't mean it's a freestyle. Shout Some out shit. to Lupe. <laughs> he still freestyles. Yeah, like I mean, like, shout out to Black Thought, who still freestyles. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. 
Like, if you ever find Supernatural, Supernatural is one of the greatest freestyles of all time. Anybody who wrote some shit on their iPhone, thought about it, went to the studio, they was like, hey, man, can you rap? Yeah, sure. I'm going to kick this eight-minute freestyle that I had written down 20 minutes ago. Fuck that. It's not a freestyle. It's, you got to call it. Like, a mixtape is not a mixtape anymore. John Cena can freestyle. Who? John Cena. Yeah, John, John Cena can freestyle. I mean, there's people that can freestyle, but there's cats that are so scared they're going to be whack. Because Tigger used to show up everybody in the basement. That used to be always the funniest shit. Oh, yeah. Big Tigger could go up in the basement and be like, anybody would come in and then get wrecked. And you just like you just got wrecked by the, the fucking host of Rap City in his mom's basement. After this, I got to go watch the old Dipset joint where Cam is just counting money in the yeah. basement while rhyming. That's probably my favorite moment. Yeah. You should have did that as a pound for pound. Best. Rap City of Basement moments. Nah, I Maybe think long and hard. There was a lot of, you know, I stopped watching BET at that point. I, I caught it every now and then, but there was some bullshit. You had stopped working for them at that point? I wasn't working for BET when Ticket was around. You were before that? I was after that. The fuck okay, you thank to do God. Yeah, I was about to say, God, God damn, damn you're George Washington hip hop motherfucker. Jesus. Like, shit. I thought you were that old. Listen, nah, man, don't, don't let me date you. I, I don't know. I don't, where, I don't where, know when you were there. Where were we? Like, what the hell were we talking about? We're talking about freestyling. We're talking about... Oh, we're talking about the beehive. We're talking about, yeah. yeah. Not not the the Bow Wow Wow Hive. hive. This should be called, like... Shouldn't it be called, like, the Bow Wow Pound or the Kennel? Listen, man. Everyone's the hive right now. That's bullshit. Oh, we can get a corner hive. Hashtag corner hive. I don't want a corner hive. We get it going. I don't want a corner hive. The people will start it for us. I don't... Like, if you're Bow Wow, you're a dog. If If you listen to this episode, any comments you have about it, hashtag corner hive. Don't this do that. It. We're doing it. I will block all of you. Hashtag Don't do that hive. shit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to share it. Hashtag corner hive. Again, the hive is a play on words, right? The yes. beehive. Beyonce Correct. hive. And then future hive. Gotta That's go. not a play on words. That's fucking stupid. There's no future hive. A hive has no future. Bees die. It's not going to work. <laughs> if you're a if you're Bow Wow, you're a dog. You have a kennel. Like the, what, dog like the pound. pound, the dog pound. But, but that's, that's what I'm saying. For like Snoop. But I'm just saying, you use something that makes sense. A bow wow hive. Dogs don't go fucking near bees. This is the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. People gotta cut this shit out. Bow wow hive is strong. They're gonna come get you next. They can come for it. You're you, hating on all hives. hives I don't of give all a fuck. Color, credos, and races. What they gonna do to me? I don't know, man. You're a hive hater. What are we going to do? Stop listening to the podcast. Hive hater. Boycott the podcast. Just make it stronger. That's all that's going to happen. That's the era that we live in. Boycott my shit. Make it stronger. Make people want it more. We got off of the racism angle. So we were talking Hogan racism, a little bit of WWE racism. No, I'm done with Hogan. Like, Hogan, you know, he did his. He did what he had to do. He's off of Tough Enough. He scrubbed. There's no more Axel Mania. There's no more Mega Powers with Damian Sandow. I'm over it. Like this is this is just another thing that's gonna be a hot topic for another week and then we'll forget about Die it. We'll just no one on. cares about Nobody it. Cares. After that, like who cares about Hulk Hogan? We weren't checking for him before this. No, I'm not like I'm not throwing away everything Hulk Hogan that I had as a kid. I'm not you know, I had a wrestling buddy. I'm not gonna be mad that I bought a wrestling buddy. You had a wrestling buddy? Fuck but like yeah. the arms that didn't move? Yeah. I had the ultimate warrior. I had Savage. Savage is always my favorite wrestler. Like, I got hated Hogan as a kid. As when I got older, I didn't like Hogan either. It's like he won too much. It was yeah, like yeah. I like the Warrior come in. I'll just run through like the living room and shit, just shaking the furniture. Oh yeah. my grandma used to be pissed. She you not you look like the type of motherfuckers ruining shit in the house by Yo, shaking everything. One time I put my grandma in the figure four. Why would you do that to your grandma? Because me and my grandma always watch Yo, wrestling. And wait, my grandma, stop. Well, first of all, my grandparents were insanely young. I don't care. You put your grandmother in the figure four later. Yes, on? I was like five, and my grandma was probably she 40. fell for that shit. That shit actually hurts. My grandma was forty one. My grandma was forty one when I was five, so she was like spry enough to get out of this shit if she wanted to. So I put her in the figure four, and then I remember one time I tried to put her in a sharpshooter, and she reversed it, and she put me in like a Boston crab, which was like the worst shit ever. 
and uh, I had to tap. Your so family is story. very interesting. Is this Yo, shit on tape? This is, this, is, this is what I do. This is how I grew up. I don't know. Putting people in weird-ass wrestling holes. That explains a lot. <laughs> this, this is what makes Kel Kel. So uh, let's continue on to some more dumb shit. Hey, let's talk about your favorite rappers, Meek Mill and Drake. Like, how do you feel about that shit? Hey, okay, Meek Mill so never said anything. I have you a just... hot take. Meek Mill is Seth Rollins. Right now, he is the Seth Rollins of hip-hop. He sold all those albums. He had the crazy push. He was with Nicki. It was like an authority behind him. And he's like the cowardly champion. And he's running. And Drake is Brock Lesnar. And that's wow. where we are at this point. The fact Drake that we... <laughs> is the beast. and That's the friendliest beast ever. Hey, I'm telling you, Drake will... is the beast right now. Shit, you can make 40 Paul Heyman if you want. Photoshop it. 40 on Paul Heyman's body. Drake is the beast, and Meek Mill is a cowardly Rollins. And he's hoping Nikki comes and saves him, and Nikki can be the Undertaker for all purposes. Wow. Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty spot on. Yeah. Meek is like, he's kind of found himself in the, the, the precarious position of being, you know, that's my girlfriend, and that's my girlfriend's friend who makes all the money. And it's like, don't fuck up the money, Meek. Yeah, don't fuck up the money. And like, I, I, don't, I never thought Meek would ever have anything real for, for Drake. Apparently, what do you think about the Drake diss, though? It was very melancholy. Like, it, it was one of those, listen, it was one of those baby powder slaps, right? It was like, I'm going to put this little baby powder in my hand. I'm going to slap you. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you, go back to your room, and you shut the fuck up. And that's what Drake did. It wasn't like, it wasn't like hit him up. Like, when I went on, online, because I was out doing something when it dropped, and I looked on Twitter. Like, you Twitter people are sensationalists like a motherfucker. Like, yo, it's, it's, it's the hardest diss track. It was not the hardest diss Did track. you retweet that stupid shit? Like, the hardest diss track since hit him up? Yeah, it's like... Like, I, someone said that, and I was just like... Have you heard a diss track before? What the fuck? I was like, Ether never existed? Like... Like, we, second round knockout? Like, the bitch in you? Like, we talked about diss tracks recently. Well, that was like, before. Like, what, what, what the fuck Since ever? hit him up? That's like 90. I mean, takeover. Like, when you diss somebody... Take, like, like Drake... since then. Drake was spanking his friend for being a bad guy. Like, hey, man, you're not a good friend to me. I'm charged up. Your battery's low. I like and to play on what, like, because he was actually not charged up at all. He was very, no, he was like docile. Yeah. So I, I like that, like, there was like a clever. No, he was Mr. Like, Miyagi in the right booth. There. Like, he was Mr. Miyagi in the booth. Like, don't let the anger take you over. And Meek just, you know what really bothers me? Meek tweeted the whole damn time. He went to like Tumblr at one point, and then somehow he gassed up Funk Flex. It was like, yo, I'm going to give you this. This diss on Monday. Yo, Flex put it out. Flex like, yeah, I'm going to drop bombs. So digital. And then didn't produce shit. Nah, like, they, that was, he was really, like, flexing on some, like, hey, girl, I'm going to take you home. I'm going to give you the best dick of your life. And he got home, and it was like, I'm impotent. And, like, that's how that shit went down. Yeah. <laughs> like, failure. Yo, and then Flex bought into it. People were waiting three hours for that shit on Flex. I wasn't. like. First of all, I never thought the meat comeback was going to be anything spectacular to begin with. And when I heard it was coming, I was like, really? I'll just wait till later. I signed that Flex petition, though. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> Get him up out of there. Off of Hot 97. His time has run his course. Everyone, If you listen to this podcast, you know my disdain for Flex. I think I talked about it like two shows ago. He got to go. Like, one, we do not claim him in the Bronx anymore. He is not part of the Bronx. Thank you very much. Either he is from White Plains or now Harlem could have him. Him and Diddy, they could be from Harlem. You don't want to be from up here? Be from Harlem. Diddy want to be from Mount Vernon? Cool. 
They are honorary Harlem members. We don't want Funk Flex. The tunnel was a long time ago. Jesus Keep Christ, it was a long time ago. Like, I was a kid when the tunnel happened. Yo, I'm telling you, don't, don't bring that nowhere near me. Flex ain't from the Bronx. Yeah, getting caught up in that. Like, I just don't understand, like, when personalities get caught up in this shit, like, or journalists, like, chill. You're supposed to be unbiased. Shut up. Do your job. Is he, though? Like, he built his whole career on other people. I don't know what Flex, Flex is. All I know is that shit is annoying. And the fact that Meek dropped nothing, it was just a big dud. And Drake wins. Drake wins. Already? That, that's it. It's, dude. Nikki wins. Nikki stayed out of the beef. She helped her boy toy sell a quarter of a mil. She's going to be on the next three Drake records. And she's going to tell, tell Meek, yo, if you want to stay on my damn tour, you're going to shut up and like it. And he didn't even didn't go to Toronto. Nah, yeah, as we were recording the show, we found out that Meek was going to take the stage and he was like, ah, you know what, guys, this might not be my night. Go ahead and take this shit down. Yo, I'm telling you, like that councilman <laughs> or whatever the hell it was from Toronto was like, don't bring your ass down here. Yo, he probably Just never crossed. Like, he didn't cross the border. Let's be honest. He's a fucking felon. That motherfucker. <laughs> they ain't never let him cross. <laughs> he got to the border and was like, nope. He started his whole beef, so he didn't have to go to Toronto. Meek Mill, free show right now. Niagara Falls. That's as far as he could go. <laughs> right now. He's going to be like future. Yeah. He's going to announce it. Free show and hope people like flood it and cancel the show. <laughs> I know you appreciate the Future Hive doing that, by the way. I, they shut down LA, three venues. Shout out Future Hive. Andres Hale hates you. All of you. <laughs> At once. Hey, you can come you can come get it. Look, look, you be like, yo, Andres is like he talk talk tough on the podcast. I don't care. I'll tell you to your face. Let's see how tough you are in person. He's a hive hater. Hashtag corner hive for this week's episode. So before yes. we go to break, our pound for pound list, most racist gimmicks in wrestling history. You know, just to go with the Go with the subject matter right now. Yeah, it makes sense. And I'll give you mine. And it was hard to think about these, but I'm sure you guys will bombard us with super racist shit that has been going on in the WWE. So I'll go five, Latino Heat, just because Eddie Guerrero was so much better than that. WWE didn't know what the hell to do with him. He had to be Latino Heat. And that shit was bad. It had everyone thinking all of us Puerto Ricans were Mexican. Got to me. They were like, oh, if you have a tan and you're kind of light skin, you're Mexican. There was no such thing as Dominicans or Puerto Ricans at that point. Another thing in the Spanish realm, the Mexicools. Yeah. They came out on lawnmowers. That shit can't be cool. No, nothing about this cool. Three, Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle's racist, yo. It, they had a midget, an Irish midget, and called him Hornswoggle. Yep. I, I think at one point he had a pot of gold. That's racist. Two, the Nation of Domination. They were the Black Panthers, pretty much, and came out. They tried to stick the rock in it. Yo, if you're a little bit black, you're in the Nation of Domination. That shit was racist. Owen Hart was in there, too, by the way. What? Yes. Affirmative action. One, Virgil, he was the butler to Million Dollar Man. Like, for all purposes, he was a house nigga, and that's not cool. Virgil was the most racist shit in WWE history. Yeah, and I'll start at one Virgil. Uh, there is no Virgil, 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 Virgil. Any <laughs> black man who wears a sleeveless vest and it, like tuxedo jacket doesn't wrestle, and just it, it has like the ice grill all the time. He was way too big to not wrestle too, and he stuck up for Hulk Hogan in this whole racist shit. Yeah, like yo, he was tweeting like you guys leave Hulk Hogan alone. Fuck you. The gimmick is over. You're out of wrestling. Cut that shit out. That's how I feel about Virgil. Yo, for him to sign up for the gimmick in the first place was ridiculous. Like, do you realize you are the black slave? Like, are you are you dumb? Like, yo. everything short of yes, a massa. Horrible. Um, any Asian gimmick in wrestling is racist. 
Wrestling, every Asian, single one. Just pick one. Kai and Tai, right? I choppy choppy your pee pee off. All Asians don't talk like that, okay? They don't. But we got to play up the stereotypes. Like, if anybody remembers Kai and Tai and chopping off Val Venus, the porn star's penis, like, <laughs> that was ridiculous. The Mexicals, yes, they will get it because, first of all, the Mexicals, there's nothing cool about the name Mexicals. Cut that shit out. Riding on a lawnmower when there's no grass anywhere to be cut, completely unnecessary. I mean, then they, and they wore like the whole John Deere getup. Yeah, yeah, that like, shit was weird. Poor super crazy Juventud Guerrero, and I think Psychosis was the other one at the time. Yeah, it, it was bad. Like, what are you trying to say? They picked him up at a Home Depot or something? Like, Yo, awful. All bad. Uh, Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter. Okay, first of all, every black person from Africa is not a cannibal. And he could speak because he had Kim Chi with him, right? If anybody who watched wrestling remembers what I'm talking about, who looked like he looked like shepherd bees and shit because he had like the whole bee outfit on. And like Kamala never spoke English. He's, no, he's black. He could speak a language. He's from like Alabama. He was from, too. yeah, in real life, but he's a Ugandan headhunter. He could have sp- spoke his native tongue. He didn't have to speak. Like He's not fucking Chewbacca. Shit is racist, all right? Um... Who else? I mean, I, I wouldn't say I didn't say Latino, but I think the whole like nation of domination deal, the race war, that was shit was ridiculous because you had the <laughs> disciples of apocalypse, a bunch of white bikers. You had um, the Dominicans led by Savio Vega, uh, <laughs> and then you had and then you had the nation, and then like DX somehow got into the mix. And when oh, how about that? When X Pac dressed up in blackface as Mark Henry. That shit was crazy. You know the fucked up thing was it was funny too. No, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I was just about to say it. Like, listen, I don't. I understand if you're like super, super black power and listening to our podcast, in which we love you guys. We appreciate you as an audience. Xbox and Blackface was fucking great, genius. When that came through creative at WWE, I would have stamped that. Yeah, I, I was like DX offended. DX can do no wrong. I was offended and laughed at the same time. I was like, you know, he came out, he was like, hurry, hurry, hurry. I was like, oh, my God. I can't believe this shit just happened. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my top five. Virgil, but Virgil by like Virgil by like a Barry Bonds home run in McCovey Cole. Virgil like, is so bad because he's still in character. Yeah, like he has to stop. Yo, re- before we go to break, here's a true story. I was at Comic-Con several years ago, and... I happened to be walking. Comic-Con's in San Diego. There's a San Diego mall that's right up the street. And I happened to be walking, and Virgil was, like, sitting at a table by himself on the steps, and, like, nobody was around him. It was him, the million-dollar belt, some Sharpies, and some pictures of him. That's it. No people, just him. He didn't have, like, a manager? No, it's just him. So I walked up to him. I was like, oh, shit, Virgil. Hey, what's up? Shook his hand. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, you know, I'm signing autographs. And I'm like, bullshit, because there's nobody here. <laughs> so I talked to him for a minute, and then he asked me who I was, and I was like, I was working for MTV at the time. I was doing the Guy Code blog stuff. And I told him. You and worked I was, everywhere, by the way. Yes, I have. And I was like, all right, so I'm about to go. You know it would be cool if I could take a picture? It's like $25. I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, $25. And then I was like, you, you're just fucking serious? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, if you want to take a picture with a million dollar belt, that's $50. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, yo, that's why you'll never make it in life. Have a good one. What What the fuck? Like, you got to get him on the podcast. You no, think he's going to charge us $25 to get on the yes, podcast? Yes, he's going to charge us. Like, if you look at his, what, his, his Twitter. He's Does he have booking info, like a Twitter thought? It's probably him. It's you got him. A hot mail. 
Virgil at Hotmail. Yo, Virgil's the only person who probably has an AOL account still. <laughs> and a fucking instant messenger. And uses that shit regularly. That guy's a good. You better not charge us to get on a podcast. Yo, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to DM I, him. He I has told, to have like four followers. I'm a journalist. Like, yo, I'm a journalist. And I was like, yo, can I get a picture? Like, I was like, you know, I've met Virgil. and Cool. Like, I don't pay for shit. Like, it's not like I'm a fan of anything. I get shit for free. That's what me as a journalist does. I do my job well. And he was like, no, $25. And yeah, I was like, yeah. He needs it. I mean. Clearly, because you're like, he wasn't on the main floor of the mall. He was like on the steps, and there's a landing, and then there's more steps. That's where he was, on the landing, by himself, with a million-dollar belt. That's not good. Sketchy as fuck. At Comic-Con, like, you couldn't even get. He was loitering for Yo, all purposes. Like, yes. he should have been arrested. Motherfucker was, was trespassing. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to go to Comic-Con. He had to be like. 20 miles from the shit. He was by himself at the goddamn mall. Like, who goes to the mall? Like, when's the last time you've been to the mall? I don't know. That's real 1992. He's stuck in 1992. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a damn shame. Virgil, I'm going to reach out to Virgil, try to get him on a podcast. We can reconcile this situation. No, we can't. Fuck Virgil. Yeah, maybe he'll give you a picture now. We'll I don't want a picture. picture. I don't want shit from him. <laughs> we're gonna get Virgil on a podcast. Like, if you're gonna you get guys, him, just get our truth. All right, get him and our truth together. We're gonna have that shit. Like, might happen. This should be coontastic. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're gonna talk UFC when we come back and WWE because we even get into the real shit. Raw, John Cena's nose, all that craziness. Yep. Stay tuned. You understand, junkyard dog? You embarrassed me for the last time. WrestleMania is over. I survived it. Survived Tito Santana and yourselves. Little scheme to set me up in a garden and it didn't work. And now Boston Garden, here it is. This is the bait. As far as I concern, it's the bait, dog, to get you, you nasty individual, nasty black person into the ring so I can slap you around one more time. Cause I didn't finish what I started, you understand? I didn't finish what I started. All right, everybody, welcome back. So before we get into the WWE stuff and UFC stuff that we have to talk about, me and Andres and the Corner Podcast went to the GFW show. Yeah, Global the Force Wrestling last week. Yeah, their debut um, television. Uh, they still don't have a TV deal, but it was their first show. It was cool. I liked it. It wasn't bad. The mat was cool. Uh, the six-sided thing. It was a little different. I mean, TNA did it, so you know, it's Jeff yeah. Jarrett bringing his old some of his old stuff back. Um, and good, yeah. good matches, decent matches. Yeah, they filmed uh, two shows back to back. I wasn't mad at it. Andres is just downplaying. I thought it was cool. I had a thing of popcorn. I enjoyed myself. When you talk about your popcorn at a wrestling event, like I don't go to a baseball game and go, "Yo, my popcorn was amazing." You almost marked out for the Kimura though. Well, yeah, but nobody else did. That was my problem. That crowd, because they gave away so many tickets. Yeah. There was a lot of people who weren't, like, true wrestling fans there. So when shit happened, they were just like, what? So, like, you know, seeing somebody like Kushida, who was me being a New Japan fan, I was like, yo, this is great. And everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? So it was kind of awkward. The energy there was kind of awkward. But um, it was a good start. It wasn't bad. I just, just some of it was like, eh. The Bollywood tag team had like a an explosion from the crowd. Yeah, but they were whack. Yeah, it was really good. really about like Reno Scum that tag team. Reno Scum Reno had Scum a great was good. match. Yeah, um, like I said, Kushida and Cheeseburger from ROH. That was <laughs> like Cheeseburger. Yo, Cheeseburger is 150 pounds wet. That guy is so <laughs> small, but it's, it's it's kind of fun to watch get beat up. Um, you know, Magnus uh, Nagaldus had his match uh, with Kango Khan. It was it was cool. Kango Khan could kind of go for a big dude. Yeah, man, there's a lot of times like, oh shit, he's gonna kill. Like this whole ring's gonna collapse because he's huge. <laughs> he tried like a moonsault at one time. I was like, oh, yo, God. I thought he was gonna land on his head. And if he would land on his his head and died, I'd have been there. And then it was like <laughs> I had to live with that for the rest of my life. Because he's like seven foot, like six eleven, like four hundred. Yeah, he's huge. 
That's that's inhuman right there. Um, so that's our GFW experience. We'll go to another one next month probably if we're not busy, and then let's get to WWE. Wait, before we get, get to w- Raw, before we talk about WWE, have you watched the G1 Climax at all? Tournament. I've watched the same amount I watched during last week's show. I've not caught up. So where did I end? Uh, we're seven days in, right? Yeah, we're we're at day six, and uh, Nakamura's allegedly he was supposedly injured. The guy was everybody. We were waiting for him last week. Like, okay, let's get to like Nakamura. We want to see. Well, him yeah. Him so you know, if you haven't watched it yet, catch up. Um, but Nakamura lost his first match to Carl Anderson, which everybody was shocked about, and then he got hurt in a tag match, and now the guy who's supposed to win the tournament might be out of the tournament. So New Japan is like trying to figure it out. They I say, thought it was a good setup though. Like, you lose the first match because yeah. I had watched that. I didn't want to spoil it for you. So uh, lose the first match and just run the table. That's what because it's double elimination. It, it's sick. Like every match matters. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he might be hurt. So I just don't know how you book the rest of this tournament. But uh, they're not saying he's out. Usually when somebody's hurt, he's out. They don't waste any time. So it means that they probably had him booked to win this, and they're really trying to figure out how to get him back healthy because he had to forfeit um, his match the other night. So I don't know if he. I can't remember the schedule, but it's been good. It's not. It hasn't been as good as last year's. But I, the way I watched last year's was a lot of after the fact stuff. Like I would miss a match, and then I just watch the matches that mattered. Here, I've been watching the entire tournament. I've been up at like three in the morning watching way too much wrestling. <laughs> so you're catching like everything. You're catching the fluff and everything. It gets real here in a in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, as it gets you know towards the end, you have better matches. I mean, the first night was great. Um, Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi had an amazing match. Tanahashi might win it all. Um, he won't. He's too old. His back won't hold up. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Tanahashi's like forty something years old. He, Jesus, he, he still lives that Guns and Roses rock star, you know, angle. But um, you know, AJ Styles, he's always a candidate to win everything. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, Kota Ibushi. It's it's, it's a great tournament. It's gonna ramp up. Um, there was more wrestlers like Ring of Honor was this weekend, Death Before Dishonor, and I was just really disappointed in the show. I mean, you had an hour main event that wasn't that good. It was it was rough. It wasn't that bad. An hour match in general is hard to do. Yeah. It's hard to pull off. Constant action for an hour. And, you know, lethal is lethal, and lethal's getting a push. It just didn't tell a good story. And Roger Strong, who is amazing as a heel in PWG, if anybody watches Pro Wrestling Gorilla, as a heel, he's great. As a face, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he is a fit, Mr. ROA. He just resigned. Yeah, but it's whatever. But it, him and lethal had an hour match where it was just kind of like, it didn't tell a story. It wasn't good storytelling. Um, and then you got to the end, it was like, it's a draw. And it was like, what? I just wasted an hour of my life watching this match. <laughs> and the setup wasn't that good heading into the match. The rest of the matches on there, the Dalton Castle match, which you have to watch with Adam Cole, was great. Um, and the four, I'm sick of four man, the, the eight man tag, tag team, team match. Matches. I'm sick of those. Like, I'm, those are, they got to like I don't know. To me, that's like one of their staples, though. So, all in all, the show was, eh, another struggle of the shoulders, whatever. Um, so, yeah, now let's talk about WWE. Okay, well, now. After we're done with the G1 Climax uh, roundup, John Cena's nose. He looked like Rory McDonald damn near. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just leaking. Yeah. And he proved to be one of the best workers in the company. And you know what? How do you not give Cena the belt? Fuck it, right? Like, everything he's done, he's made Owens a star. He's come out. He's had great matches since WrestleMania, maybe a little bit before this U.S. Open title challenge. He did everything you asked. He put... Shit, Neville over. Uh, they didn't we, beat him though. No, but they had great matches. Cesaro without they even they didn't beat him though. without even beating him. Cesaro is now a high mid card guy. 
he was buried. He was in a tag team. His tag team partner got injured. He was like, we're a couple episodes to go. What are they going to do with Cesaro? Oh, we're going to bury Cesaro. Such a great worker. John Cena elevated him in two weeks. Two weeks out of the blue. In two weeks. He shouldn't you got to give the guy the belt. No, you don't. You don't give him the belt. You want to know why you don't give him the belt? Why don't you give John Conventional Cena? wrestling wisdom says this. When the face is going over on the heel heading into a major pay-per-view, the face is going to lose. John Cena beat Seth Rollins clean on Raw. And is going to head into a title match. And he beat him because he had to protect his U.S. title. So that means they're going to go into the SummerSlam and Rollins should win. And He's what? not going over clean. I don't care if he doesn't go over clean. John Cena just didn't have both titles. That's stupid. No, someone has to beat him in the open challenge either this week or next week, and then he goes in with the search for just the main title. I don't want John Cena anywhere near the world title. Right now, he's, he's going to break the record. He has elevated the mid-card in a way that's very important and significant and makes it matter. But we knew they wanted this. They wanted him, Daniel Bryan. They wanted yes, the so continue elevating the mid-card. And then they gave the shit to Ryback, and then now they're going to give the U.S. title to God knows who else, and they're just going to go and Look, care about the no heavyweight championship. John Cena does not need the world title at SummerSlam. I'd be pissed if I went out there to see that shit and he won. He's going to win. No. So brace yourself. Owens, I don't know if he wins the NXT championship the night before. Maybe they give him that angle back. I don't know what they do and with just Kevin have Owens. An, an open challenge again. Him versus Cesaro is supposed to be the the match at SummerSlam, so he has to wrestle back to back. I mean, it's if you look at how the, everything's kind of playing because they have like five. Well, what, what we're at four weeks now before SummerSlam, so you got you had um, Rusev, Kevin Owens, uh, Sheamus, Randy Orton. They're all kind of intertwined. Yeah, yeah. so it kind of leads me to believe that there's going to be some type of match involving them all. Maybe they put up Sheamus's Money in the Bank <laughs> briefcase because nobody wants to see Sheamus cast that. No, shit no. In. No, not at all. No way. It's going to be horrible. So maybe they have like a ladder match or something. I don't know. Like, I want to see them all involved with each other in some kind of way. Um, well, Ziggler will be back for Rusev. Sheamus and, and Orton are going to close this one out. And then we can see. I mean, I wouldn't mind Orton versus KO. It, it seems like NXT is going the true indie route in which you can hold the NXT title. And just move fluidly through other promotions, the other promotion being main roster. Yeah, they need to stop that. So too. Sasha Banks is active women's champion NXT, and she's not going to wrestle an NXT match until Brooklyn because she's main roster three times a week. And it's just fluid. I think she, like, she's going to have to drop that title. She has to. Like, but yeah, to I mean, who? Well, the best three workers are up. She'll lose it to like some. I like Bailey. Bailey's dope. She won't lose to Bailey. She won't lose to none of those new girls. She won't lose it to Eva Marie. She sucks. Eva Marie was horrible last week. If you don't watch NXT, you got to tune into this shit. She was atrocious as a wrestler. Yeah, she was. Yeah, that girl was. She sucks. Oh um, man, she's lucky. She's sexy though. She's not Bay, too. but she's sexy. That that sucks too. It's like, oh yeah, you're cute. So yeah, here's a spot. You know, you can't wrestle for shit, but. Because you're cute, we'll give you a push. Get That's all she here. got. She's whack. But I don't know. Like I again, like I, I don't know what they're doing right now. Even having the John Cena Seth Rollins match was weird to have it on television. It's like if you're gonna wrestle a SummerSlam, why the why would you do that? So I was a little I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if I care that much. Um I'll just wait until it happens and then just move on. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it seems like SummerSlam's supposed to be the major build though. Yeah, they're four going hour, four hours. Four hour SummerSlam uh, is supposed Brooklyn. to be the WrestleMania of the summer. And then now you're supposed to have a long, 
drug out winter where you don't care and it's just a bunch of bull leading up to WrestleMania. Well, that means you've effectively eliminated Summer Survivor Series as one of the big four now. Survivor Series is not what it used to be. No. They Royal did, Rumble, it's three. Well, no, it's four. It's always been... It's always been four, but now it's three. It's Royal Rumble, right. Mania, SummerSlam. Right, it's and that's why it's whack, because like, when I was a kid, like Survivor Series used to come on on Thanksgiving, and I'd like, like fuck having turkey. I want to watch wrestling. And that's what I did. They Football have, and wrestling. You know, it was the unique, you know, team versus team elimination matches. Like, I love that. And as I got older, Survivor Series just became another pay-per-view. They need to fix that. Because the network can put it on Thanksgiving. They put a goddamn wrestling show on at like 2 in the morning. We all stayed up and watched <laughs> yeah, the shit. All watch that shit. So put it on on Thanksgiving <laughs> after football because we all watch football. It's like if anybody here is like, has Thanksgiving and thinks it ruins anything, it doesn't. It makes me want to watch more football and whatever the hell else is going on. Like yep. there's any ba- It doesn't matter. Like I'm going to watch it. So if wrestling came on Thanksgiving night, fuck that turkey. I'm going to watch wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I take a quick power nap between football and wrestling, maybe during the Divas match, wake up. Have a third plate and chill, and we'd be watching wrestling that night. Uh, hopefully, they bring it back. Hopefully, it means something. There's a couple of good crews. We just saw a good match, a uh, three on three, where Rusev was left in the ring. He got the shit yeah. beat out of him. You can bring that type of stuff you- to SummerSlam. They they have storylines that intertwine. Where you can have four people versus four people and have a storyline behind it. Have Team NXT versus Team Midcard. I listen. You have the Divas division where you have a legit, what, nine girls now yeah. going after each other. That could be a SummerSlam event right there. They could do a triple threat elimination match. I don't care. Do something. So Figure it throw out. A, throw a ladder in there for the women. Has there ever been a ladder match for women? I'm sure there has somewhere. That get, get some cool shit in there. Hell in a Cell women or Elimination Chamber with these. Like, Make them bleed. Yo, just, just something cool. Like, do something different. True. I tune in for that shit. And uh, I don't know, SummerSlam, there's so much behind Taker, who's a million years old. He's damn near the dead man because he might die in the ring. And Brock Lesnar, I'm just like, yo, whatever, man. That whacked it out for me. And I know people love Taker and they love the nostalgia of it. He's a million years old. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Him and Ric Flair, like, old. Yeah, like, they just got to let Taker go. Let him go, people. After this, I don't want to see him at Mania. Let him walk off to He'll be at Mania. You have, he has to. It's in his backyard. He's in Texas. Why wouldn't he? Put him in the Hall of Fame. He beats Lesnar. Put him in the Hall of Fame. You don't got to wrestle. He's going to wrestle. I'm tired of this shit. And I don't want to see Sting in his bald spot again either. No, nobody. on it. Like yo, Wyatt family versus. Don't want to see it. Reigns. And then you have uh, Ambrose. Ambrose and Sting. Where the fuck does Sting come in? He could be like their granddaddy. Like, leave his ass off. I'm, he I'm probably tired of that true. Seriously, he's old enough to be like Roman Reigns' father. Easily. Easily. Okay. Like, I, I don't want to see that shit. So, Wait, man, whatever. Let's, let's talk UFC, though. That'll brighten my day. Yeah. No. Uh, guess you were wrong about your boy Henry Burrell beating TJ Dillashaw, huh? I was a little wrong. A little? <laughs> yeah. Dillashaw washed Henry Burrell. Oh, easy this time, too. Burrell was, ugh. Well, no, because Dillashaw's just, he's better. He's just that good. He's he's put it all together. That He he already had the gifts when he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. So, he just put it all together. That's all. I don't know. We say that about everyone. And then next thing you know, they well, lose no, no, two no. fights out. It's different. TJ Dillashaw is not as old as Robbie Lawler. But Dillashaw was, you could see that they were there, but he didn't have it all put together. He was always a great wrestler. He had power. But, like, the footwork, the angles that he cut, he beat the shit out of Henry Brown, who was a guy who had lost in how many years? Like a tent, like a yeah, decade? definitely. And he beat the shit out of him twice. Uh-huh. So it's like... And he's going to give that belt up in his next fight. 
to Dominic Cruz. To Dominic Cruz. It's hard for me to say that somebody fought once in five years is gonna is gonna beat TJ Dillashaw. I'm saying right now. Dominic Cruz takes Well, that you've been wrong a lot, so I'll take your words. I've been words wrong with... twice. You've been Patrick wrong. Cummins and then this. That's, I'm sure there's some more shit. I'm sure I we... picked DC over Rumble. Everyone thought I was fucking crazy. Okay, you I got, got that one. Right. I mean, what else did you get wrong? Oh, wait. What else did you get wrong? You got more shit wrong. Did you pick Chad over Connor? No, I didn't pick Chad over Connor. You picked something fucked up. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. You're going to go through every episode. Yeah. I was wrong twice. You never let me live down that Patrick Cummins shit. I will like, never let Every me. time we talk to someone yeah. at an event, you're like, oh, Patrick Cummins. That's your boy. You was so high on Patrick Cummins. Okay. And Same so, prove beat him. Cool. And yeah. then now this one, in which I wasn't even stressing it. TJ's good, and I think that belt changes hands, though. It's the UFC. Belts change hands every damn day. They do, but it's hard when you got a guy that's on the road like TJ Dillashaw and a guy like Dominic Cruz who's been who's had one fight oh, against Kawajiri. I was wrong about the Rory Robbie thing, ah, but Rory was up on the cards three one. Doesn't matter. He lost. <laughs> fucking nose shattered. His nose lost. That's did he lose? He was up three one on the cards. Yo, you can't even if, give me that. If, if I'm watching that Clippers Rockets game, right? When the Clippers lost and had that big lead, I was like, yo, they was up three quarters, though. No, they fucking lost. So you get no losers wagging with everybody else and just ride. His Don't try no to shatter. salvage it. He didn't collapse. his no shit. It's worse when you win it and then you lose. Like, you pick the winner. You're like, yeah. And then you lose. Like, fuck. That's what happened to you. Oh, that just reminds me. The only other time I was wrong, honestly wrong, is uh, it was the day after that. And I think we had the finale of Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. And who did I pick? It was like in the final one, and then he got kicked in the face. You talking about the Ultimate Fighter? The Ultimate Fighter. Oh Jesus, I can't even remember. Oh, not tough enough. The Ultimate Fighter, shit. And then I looked at you because I thought he was gonna get out of there. Oh yes, you that, thought uh, you thought Ellenberg was gonna be yeah. Wonder Boy. See, you're wrong a lot. So nah, that was like three times. Hey, three times I'll give you. Legit. Listeners, if you want to ride the loser bandwagon, Kel is driving the shit out of that bus right now. Andreas picks it safe. No, I don't pick it safe. I pick it right. I know what I'm doing. Ellenberg was ranked higher than Wonder Boy. I was right. You liked anything else on that card? With Dillashaw, so we could move on from me. Well, hey, that means we got Make Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey happening again. Oh, number three. <laughs> they have nobody uh, else for Ronda to fight. Well, wait, you just chalked it up that Ronda is just going to walk through. Is she not? Kohea. What does she got? Look, look, look. Beth, Beth Gray, she can't. She doesn't hurt anybody with her punches. No, she has to go all five. Five in this fight. Yes, you're going Jeez. five rounds with Ronda Rousey. Who's going, who who you basically said, I, she should kill herself. Good job, because Ronda Rousey's father killed himself. Yeah. Now you pissed Poor her choice off. choice of words. <laughs> like, dog, you just, you really, you know you done fucked up, right? If Bill Duke from Menace Society needs to come out. Like, you know you done fucked up. Because she's going to get washed. No, this this is not going to be a fight. This is going to be a torture. And that's and actually, that's the only way Ronda loses, Ronda loses is if she kind of overextends herself by trying to beat the shit out of this girl for five rounds. And, gets caught and I don't see Ronda doing that. Ronda knows to keep stuff intact, and she may not want to go for the armbar finish like usual. Yeah, she might she punch might her to death. She might want to beat the shit yeah. out of her, but she's going to get a finish. Yeah, but because not, she's not beating Ronda, it's a foregone conclusion. Rousey, Misha Tate, December, Three. book it. In which I'm... I mean, Misha's giving her the best run. Yeah, but she still gets washed by Ronda yeah, Rousey. Yeah, in the like, end, she gets washed. And Misha's like, oh, my hands are so much better now. And uh, Yeah, did you watch your fight with Jessica I? The hands are still suspect. Like, I like Misha Tate. She's probably one of the best women in... Well, she is the second best she woman is, in the world. Yeah, second best woman in the well, world. Well, she lost to Kat Zingano. They need to have a rematch. Okay. Either way, Ronda Rousey's like, you know, Super Saiyan, like level 30. And, you know... Well, then she needs to take the catch weight. Yeah, she needs to go out there and get beat up by Cyborg. I don't know. Misha Tate needs to go fight Cyborg at 140. No, Ronda needs to take the catch weight at 140. Oh, whatever. Ronda just ain't losing to nobody currently in the UFC. No, but Cyborg, 140, the hell with the belt. Let's just see the fight. 
I don't care about the belt. Yeah, Misha Tate. Keep man. your belt, Ronda. Even if you lose, I don't care. One forty catch weight. Let's go. Yeah, UFC one nineties this weekend. Like, we'll be. I'm. Me and you will be at World Series of Fighting. Yeah, World Series of Fighting this weekend. And talking about World Series of Fighting, let's bring in our guest. The World Series of Fighting president Ray Sefo. Ray, huge card coming up this week. World Series of Fighting. How do you feel about the main event? Because to a lot of people, it's kind of controversial. But your champion is the one drawing all the controversy. So what is it like having a champion that draws so much attention, even in a negative way? Um, I think, uh, well, I mean, uh, in the entertainment world, I guess any press is good press. But uh, me personally, I disagree with that. But uh, in saying that, no, I'm definitely excited about the main event. And also, um, there is a lot of talk and a lot of hype about it. Um, and especially because, you know, Jake has uh, been very outspoken about it in terms of his dislike for Husman Poharas because of his past. Um, and, I mean, he's gone as far as to go out to New York and train with Master Henzo Gracie, who uh, has helped him, you know, work, uh, the, escape the leg locks and probably apply his own leg locks. So, you know, he's taking all the precautions to get ready and get prepared for this fight. And so, uh, Husma Paharas, on the other hand, I mean, he's a champion and uh, uh, he definitely wants to hold on to his belt. Um, but he's, you know, he's such a dangerous guy when it comes to um, being on the ground, you know, to grab with this guy, especially those leg locks. It's, I mean, he's just a, such a master at it. That, um, it makes it for a real interesting fight and see what happens. Yeah, those leg locks are vicious. Every time I see them sink one in, I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. It feels like I the mean, person's leg's going to yeah, come off. Right, right. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for jiu-jitsu and, and, you know, and the submission game. Um, but I didn't think he would, uh, Baharaj would be able to apply that to John Fitch in their outing so easy and so fast. Um, so now I'm like, okay, well, I mean, if he can do that to John Fitch, uh, he could do that to almost anybody. You know what I mean? So uh, it, it makes it for a really interesting fight, and I'm, you know, super excited about the main event. So, Reyes, Andreas, um, when putting together this card, I mean, you just had a couple of injuries. You had uh, Tyron Spawn was originally on the card. You also had uh, Tiago Silva who has to be pulled off the card. Um, but how do you feel about the card overall? Despite the injuries, it looks like it's still a pretty strong fight. Right, exactly. I mean, it's still a very strong card. Uh, unfortunately, uh, as you just said, you know, Spong was um, was a great um, uh, was a big loss uh, in terms of the card. And then, you know, uh, my car can't get any breaks. You know, it's like he it was meant to face Spong, and then Thiago Silva uh, just got pulled yesterday. And so, yeah, putting it all together, obviously, um, I mean, uh, Ali yesterday was. Uh, you know, on the phone constantly trying to find a replacement, and uh, and and we did, and so the you know stocks stepped up, and the, the the card still remains very strong and very solid. How do you feel about the Nurmagomedov signing? Obviously, I saw the other day he signed for a couple of fights, not just this one fight. It's a huge name. Tell us a little bit about him and how you guys got that deal done. Right. Um, I mean, we're very, yeah, again, you know, very excited about the signing of uh, Abu Bakr and um, being the you know younger brother of um, uh, Khabib makes it uh, a real not only just a real good signing for us, but also 
uh, because of what his brother has done in, in, in the world of UFC. And so, um, at, or the world of mixed martial arts and, you know, as a whole, um, uh, for, I mean, listen, he's a very strong, uh, wrestler as we know of his brother. And, uh, uh, he, he's a gamer. Um, but in saying that his, you know, his opponent, uh, George Moreno is, uh, you know, he's one of these guys that comes and, uh, he really throws down. So, um, I think it's a matter of uh, striker versus, you know, uh, grappler. And it uh, just depends on who can uh, utilize their their strengths in that cage and, and you know, see who, and, and then see who comes out on top. Sorry, I wanted to talk to you about the, uh, the Stitch Duran situation. Um, I ran into Stitch over the weekend and we kind of have a conversation. Um, we spoke really highly of you um, coming thank, out of this. Thank you. Out of this UFC controversy, oh, so what is your take on everything that's gone on? And I know Stitch is going to be working this weekend for you, correct? Correct. That's right. Okay, so so how do you feel about everything that's happened, and what have you and Stitch talked about? And you know, just give your give your take on everything. Um, listen, you know, Stitch uh, Stitch has no uh, has not only wrapped my hands in the past, um. But I've known Stitch for over 15 years, and um, he also worked our first w, WSOF one. Um, and when he was uh, a free agent, we, you know, I was one of the first people that called out to him and uh, just say, "Hey, you know, if you if, if the rumors are true, we would love to have you work our August one, August first show if uh, if you're available." And um, he came into the office the next day, and it was done. He, he had said to me uh, that when he worked your first event, that the UFC didn't call him for another five events. That, I guess they're petty in a sense. Um, did he tell you about that when he worked for you, that he you know he had to kind of make a decision because the UFC kind of boxed him out? Um, yeah, he, he didn't go uh, into detail, uh, details about the whole situation, but... You know, I, I understand these things. You know, I'm in the, I'm in the fight game. I have been all my life, and so I understand these things. And so, uh, when he we, we we spoke about it, I said, yeah, no, no problem. And then again, like I said, when he became a free agent, um, uh, I, I reached out to him, and uh, he's working on next show, which is for us, you know, a plus. It's for for me. It's you know, I'm very uh, happy about it because. You know, we get a guy like Stitch who's, you know, um, not only a legend as a cut man, but um, everybody, every fighter knows who he is. Every fighter trusts what he does. I mean, Stitch has worked with the best of the best in the boxing world, from, you know, world champions, with world kickboxing champions, and with world MMA champions. So the guy is, uh, I mean, his his uh, work speaks for itself, and so I'm very happy that he's on our team now and that he's able to look after our guys in the corners. I'm sure everyone's wondering what it's like to be in direct competition with the UFC. Right now, you know, they kind of seem like they're going towards a direction of less of a fighting mentality and more of a professional sports mentality, kind of try to be like the NFL or the NBA with the uniforms and everything else and cutting fighters, sponsorships, and you're the direct opposite. You're kind of the traditional form of MMA right now. What is it like for you to compete with an organization like that? And now you're seeing fighters come to you that are kind of leaving that and don't want that world. What is that like? Well, first and foremost, uh, I, you know, I've said this from day one. We're not in competition with the UFC. Um, we're in competition with ourselves. Because, and the reason why I say that is because 
if we focus on the mistakes that we make and the and the things that we do wrong, we're going to continue to improve. If we focus on other things, then it's going to take away the focus on you know on the task at hand. And the task at hand is continue to improve, is continue to put on good shows, continue to challenge ourselves. That's the bottom line. I mean, uh, and I've said this from day one. Uh, again, I had nothing but love and respect for the UFC, but we still got to focus on what we do here. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Um, what do you feel about just fighter sponsorships? Because obviously you guys are keeping it, and uh, sponsors are a huge part of MMA in general, not just your promotion, but others. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about that in your promotion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, uh, um, any fighter that's sponsored by... Uh, uh, any fighter that brings their own sponsor on, we're, you know, that's uh, that that for sure is uh, theirs. And as long as we approve whoever the sponsor is, and uh, you know, the, the, all their sponsorship is their sponsor, and um, and uh, we we continue to do that. And uh, as we move forward, we'll, that's the way it, uh, it will be. Again, listen, if someone like Nike came along or whoever else came along and said, "Hey, listen." Uh, uh, hey, we would love to, uh, you know, put uh, a Nike uh, slogan on you guys and then do this. And, and then I would have to sit down with my team, um, the board, and everybody, you know, and that's involved. And, and we will look at it. If it Does it benefit the fighters? Does it benefit the company? Does it benefit uh, the sport? You know, as a whole, I mean, these are kind of decisions that we would have to make. I mean, it, it's not a, it's a thing that's not a close-off scenario, but... At the same time, it has to benefit everybody, um, and it has to benefit the fighters because at the end of the day, uh, you don't have a show without the fighters. Well, I wanted to ask you because uh, this weekend is also Ronda Rousey's fight against Betraya, uh, but it seems like your card has probably the most competitive fight. Would you agree of all the fights this weekend that, that Paul Harrison Shields is probably the, the most competitive fight of any MMA card? I, I would have to agree with that. I mean, um, you, uh, who doesn't want to see Hushma uh, Baharis and Jake Shields? I mean, uh, two of the best fighters in the world in the 70s, you know, in uh, the 170 division. And um, who, who wants to miss that? Uh, listen, Ronda Rousey is a great fighter, and um, but I think she's going to put this girl away early in the first round. So so I think in the, in the end, the, the MMA world uh, benefits from because they get to kind of switch over. And I think by the time the UFC is done, our main card starts. So uh, everybody can tune in and watch, you know, uh, which is a fighting as well. So Ray, what is probably the, uh, if you had to pick a, a fight on this card that people should tune into that they may be sleeping on, uh, what matchup would you pick and why? I would have to say the co-main and, and the main card. Uh, the the main card because of who they are, Jake Shields and, uh, and Baharis. Well, you know, the, the, there's no love lost there. And of course, the, the two uh, Moraes, Shamar Moraes, who's a who's a, a world uh, Muay Thai champion, uh, Marlon Moraes, who's a world uh, Muay Thai champion, as well as the world um, uh, WSOF champion. So you got two guys who are very good striker, but strikers, but at the same time, I think it depends on where Marlon wants to take this fight because Marlon, I think Marlon's ground is a little bit more polished than uh, Jamon's uh, ground. So I, I think it just depends on whether where he wants to uh, take that fight. But all in all, I think it's going to be an exciting fight, both of those fights. 
I've heard a couple of your fighters you know, recently say that they're the best in the world at their weight class. They're better than any champion in any other promotion, whether it's you know a Bellator or UFC. And they wholeheartedly believe that. What is your stance on that? Do you feel like you have the best fighters in the world at these weight classes? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you gotta believe in uh, you know you gotta believe in your guys, and you gotta and, and as a fighter, you gotta believe in what you can do. And uh, these guys truly believe that they're the best in the world, and uh, and I agree. Um, you really don't know, uh, you know, um, what the outcome is when until that bell rings. I mean, we've seen that time and time again, where there's been so so much and so many upsets, and so yeah. All our champion matches up uh, with the best of the best, and um, I'm 100 um, percent in support of their mindset and the way they are. Because again, coming from a fighter's perspective, uh, you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta believe in what you do. You gotta believe in your team. You gotta believe that you're the best in the world. So, last question for you, Ray. Um, I know you've talked about, you know, in 2013 you had your last fight. Have you considered fighting again? Or are you completely done at this point? <laughs> I so much want to get back in there. Um, it's just finding time. I mean, at the moment, um, it, it's really, <laughs> it's really finding time. And um, as much as I um, love competition, um, I'm also not going to be silly about it and just jump in there without, you know, a full training camp. And so uh, I understand, you know, the, the reality is um, I'm really at a point where uh, it's 50-50 right now, you know, and I've never said this before, but right now, um, if I don't compete again by the end of this year, 100%, I think I'm going to hang the gloves up uh, if I don't get back in there by the end of the year. Hey, Ray, I wouldn't mind seeing you in uh, maybe a Fedor or something come back. We can make it happen. He's a free agent. You, you're uh, a good that, talker, man. I mean, Let's bring it in. Let's make a, it happen. That That's a great... Uh, I mean, not only that... Uh, I have nothing but love and respect for that guy because he's, you know, he's a legend in the sport of uh, MMA, and uh, everybody knows who he is. Why wouldn't I want to, um, you know, face up with someone like that? I mean, Fedor is, you know, he's the man. So, uh, I would love to do that. All right, all right. Look at that. The people got it. That'd be an amazing fight. I'd, I'd be there. Me too. And we, I'd fly anywhere. I got to see that one. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining well, us. Well, one thing, one thing for sure, you can, you can guarantee that. Uh, Someone is going to go down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, nah, thanks for joining us. Busy week for you guys. World Series of Fighting this weekend. Everyone's going to tune in. It's going to be a great card. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you, Ray. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks, guys. We take what we want. And after we take Lex Luger in the time, we want the gold, sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. I should point out for the record, Stevie Ray, look at this. Take a look. What's up, boss? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. What's good in the hood? Just hold it down, trying to take care of business. Keep it up. I'm a nigga. All right, everybody. Welcome back from the break. So, Andres has been itching to talk about Triple G, but we couldn't even do that without inviting friend of the show, rapper extraordinaire, Glasses Malone on the show, to talk about it, because his opinion on Triple G completely different than Andres. Glasses. This is your boy or not? What, what's going on with Triple G? You know, man, I mean, I just want to see him prove it right now. I mean, I think from a real boxing perspective, you know, he's 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 an exciting fighter. You know, he, he takes punches. He knocks people out. 
You know what I mean? He gets him out of there. But it is an issue of level of, of opposition, and I think people are a little early on it. And, you know, sad news eventually will beat him home, just like I was telling Andre. <laughs> You see how he wastes no time. This, this is like, like for the people listening, this is what me and Glasses text about. Like people are like, y'all talk about rap shit? No, we talk about boxing for hours on end and shit. Like, all right. So, let your take on Kovalev because you're high on Kovalev. And you're higher on Kovalev than you are on Triple G. Explain why so then we can have this discussion because you do have a good perspective on, on Kovalev. What's well, obvious, Kovalev, I'm not high on Kovalev. He's proven. You know, he's a proven entity. He's, Taking on Hall of Famers, multiple champions, and 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 you know what I mean. You talking about Pascal? You talking about you know cleverly? You know he's the first person to stop cleverly. Like he's literally, you know what I mean. Proven. He's a proven guy. He's went out and dominated, took belts and you know all major belts. You know what I'm saying? And pretty much at that point, is a proven entity. But when you're looking around, you see Triple G being touted higher than Kovalev and I'm just confused like how is this possible so I, I really feel like it's more of a product of the boxing media the boxing media is as a collective very biased so damn you, shots fired <laughs> yo he been slamming boxing media talking about we a hype machine but here's my thing you've been calling Golovkin Tyson which I think like I said I, I think that's unfair um Considering Golovkin's background, can you understand why there's hype behind him? Though it's not like he just kind of came out of the blue and started dropping people. He was, he's won you know multiple world championships in the amateurs. He's he was a silver medalist in the 2004 Olympics, right alongside your boy Andre Ward, who won gold at light heavyweight. And he's been watching everybody that's in front of him, stopping people that have never been stopped before. I agree with you, but you know that's great, and that's what makes him awesome to watch. But when you have people literally saying, uh. uh this guy is like, oh, the number three pound for pound fighter, or he's so forth and so on. It's like, okay, if we're talking about entertainment value, man, Golovkin is excellent. He's going to take punches and he's going to throw punches very hard. It's amazing. But let's keep things in perspective and not let's give him the eye test of, okay, he's going to go out and dominate every fighter or everybody's ducking Golovkin. Everybody's, it's just not true. It it's is true. I, Yo, I mean, Andre Ward ain't get that push yet. To be honest, Golovkin's about to go to pay-per-view. Andre Ward's on BET. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, in that aspect, I agree with Glasses. Like, we pushing a guy. Andre Ward's credentials is better than anybody's. And the guy can't get off of network television. That like. shit's bad. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen. Let me explain. Let me explain this. And I, I told Glasses the same thing. I yeah. love Andre Ward. I think Andre Ward's a phenomenal fighter. But nobody likes to watch him. And it's not, and it's nothing else that he could do. He's a great fighter, but it's like Floyd Mayweather figured it out. And I'm not saying Andre Ward needs to be like Floyd Mayweather. I'm saying that Andre Ward doesn't have the personality that's engaging people. And as good as he is, people are not paying to watch Ward fight. And then taking that hiatus didn't help matters either. Golovkin's fighting three times a year. Whether it's a bum or whether it's a some some guy that you never heard of, he's fighting. Ward's inactivity has hurt him. And he'll never get on pay-per-view like that unless he's fighting a Golovkin or a Kovalev. I mean, that's just my perspective. And, I, and like I said, I love Andre Ward. I think he's the only guy right now, in my opinion, Glass is going to disagree with this, that can beat <laughs> Golovkin. I think he, he's got all the tools to beat Golovkin. But being with Rock Nation kind of hurts him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hard for a guy that, that people aren't clamoring to see and doesn't have spot and isn't visible. Because even on commentary, like, 
he's cool, but it's just like nothing about him jumps out at you. And if you're going to get the casual boxer fan, you need something that jumps out at you. Well, I mean, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I understand Andre Ward wasn't blessed with the power like Golovkin because all we're talking about is God-given ability, Golovkin's ability to punch versus Andre Ward's lack of ability to knock people out. And no question, I mean, Golovkin right now is fighting against Lemieux, who really probably shouldn't have a title either. You know, he hasn't <laughs> fought anybody. He's lost to, you know, different fighters that he shouldn't have lost to. So He's lost one fight. Well, he lost, was, was it three fight, ain't it? It's third mm-hmm. fight. And he picked up his title when Jermaine Taylor, you know, went off the map, whatever he going through. Off he the deep up a, end. <laughs> yeah, he picked up a vacant shot, you know what I'm saying, and, and won it against another person who wasn't a champion. So now you're making a pay-per-view, which is great because you're making a pay-per-view for an exciting fight. But let's not get it confused. You're not making a very appealing fight between two great fighters. No, you're making a, a fight between you know somebody's going to hit another person and another person's going to be allowed to be hit. I'm not mad at that, but let's keep it in perspective. Let's keep it in perspective on calling one guy the best guy or possibly one of the top three guys in boxing. That's just not true. And this is another example of fighting a guy that literally is not really a fight for him. This guy is standing right there. He's the perfect staff for Golovkin. The perfect staff. Give him different you know what I mean? Looks, let's see movement against him. Let's see how well he does against different styles. They keep putting the same exact style. And yes, he's knocking them out. They're right there to be hit. And God bless him with power. He has great technical ability. He did. He's a, he was an amateur forever. He won a silver medal. But let's be honest. They could have took Andre Ward and Golovkin and put it on pay-per-view. And it would do the same numbers as Lemieux. That's just the truth. And they don't want to do that, obviously, because they know Andre Ward is a real threat to Golovkin. And I'm okay with that, but let's stop acting like people is ducking Golovkin. That's just not true. It's fighters that will fight him uh, in a heartbeat. Listen, I, I like Golovkin. You know, I, I like his style. I've seen him in person. I think he's the truth. But Glasses is, is talking truth in an aspect. I mean, Rubio knocked out Lemieux. Knocked him out. Seventh round. That's or true. TKO. When Golovkin fought Rubio, who beat Lemieux, Golovkin knocked him out in the second. Yeah. It's not really that close of a fight. Okay. So, I mean, he still hasn't fought anyone that's going to give him a great fight. I mean, his best fighter on his resume right now is Curtis Stevens. No, it's not. It's Martin Murray. Martin Murray. Okay. Martin Murray in which he went to the 11th. Cool. So, his best three, Curtis Stevens, Martin Murray, Gabe Rosado. What you want him to do? Ugh. I'm just saying, that's not a great three. Listen, listen. He can. I think he's good. He can literally fight better opposition. Laura is better than anyone on his record. Andre Ward is better than everyone on his record. There are fighters that are that he can prove, hey, I'm a great boxer by fighting. And Hopkins that's what makes Kovalev. Hopkins wants to fight. Hopkins will take. Hopkins wants to fight him. And that's a good fight for him, too. But he literally is looking. They're looking to cash out. They're looking, which I'm, I respect the business. But let's keep it in perspective. That's what I wish the boxing media would do was keep it in perspective. It's like, come on, man. This dude is looking to make money. He's not looking to prove he's the best boxer. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, look. He's the money grab. Triple G is at 160. He's, he's probably the best fighter at 160. The other two belt holders are Andy Lee and Peter Quillen, who are both under Al Heyman. They're not fighting Gennady Golovkin. Al Heyman's keeping that money in-house. We know what that is. Andre Ward, his people... and. You know, I know firsthand, they're not going to do that fight right now. 
They're not going to do it at a catchweight because they don't believe Andre Ward's the B-side. Why he, should they do it at a catchweight? He said he was the best fighter, literally, from 154 pounds to 175 pounds. Then as Kovalev made his way up and started dominating, it went from 154 pounds to 168 pounds. Now it's 154 pounds to 164 pounds. All of the, all of the, the you know, the thread is showing. Like, you can just pour the lace out and, and, the, and the dress going to come off. Eventually. So, so why, should, why should Golovkin fight at 168? He and said he was the best fighter between 154 and 168. But said when it comes to business deal, why would, you, uh, why would you fight at the B-sides weight class? Floyd Mayweather doesn't do it. Why should Golovkin? He just fought how he did not. He fought Miguel Cotto at the B-side. Miguel Cotto he ain't no Miguel damn. He's not no real middleweight. He's barely a junior middleweight. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just asking at that point. I mean, why are we talking about Floyd Mayweather versus Golovkin? Golovkin literally has done no shattering numbers. He literally has not beat any Hall of Famer. He has not transferred past five divisions. He is not probably the possibly the best boxer ever. This is just a guy that has knocked out 30 people out of 33 people. Which and is none of them damn have, impressive. And none of them have been champions. None. He hasn't fought one champion. So, you, are you, I mean, are we blaming him for it? I'm just saying, I'm blaming you guys. The boxing. How you gonna blame? Don't, wait, wait. Like, don't take me out of it because I've already said I don't think Golovkin's top three pound for pound. I okay, think he's. So I think he's I, in the top ten. I don't I think he's top three. It's he like how, it's like how people blame police as a whole unit. You're right. I agree. All police are different, but because everybody's pushing that agenda, this guy's knocked out thirty guys who are not world champions. Could he at least fight a world champion? And then he's fighting the Mew, which is now this is the world champion he's going to fight, which is a guy who picked it up off of fighting in down, a vacant. Like, come on, man. Put him – can we see how great he is? Who else can is he going to fight? That? He could, Peter Quillen ain't asking for that fight. It's Andy not even, Lee ain't asking for that fight. It's not even Peter Quillen and Andy Lee. We already know that they feel HBO is the way they want to go, and we already know they want to fight on CBS and NBC. So it's not one or the other. It ain't like HBO is more valuable than CBS and NBC. Let's be honest, if Golovkin comes off HBO and goes to NBC, he gets double the money he gets on HBO. So let's just be honest. It ain't like one or the other. It's just they can't make the fight. But Laura, and, and, and they have made it obvious, and this is from Sam and everybody else, that they will let Laura go to HBO and fight him. They don't want the fight. Abel Sanchez doesn't want the fight. Ain't no money oh, in that fight. It's not. It ain't no money. It's the same money as he fought Curtis Stevens and every other. Martin I mean, Canelo Cutter. took the A side against Laura. He didn't care about money. Yeah, it's like, I mean, well, the thing is, Canelo is a real, and I give Canelo, he's a real champion. He deserves all the credit, all the close wins that could have went the other way. He fought the fight. This guy literally is fighting everyone he can win against. And I'm, I respect that, but at least, like I said, the automatic comparison becomes an A-side. Genetic Golovkin is not an A-side. He's not. If he's, he's pulling, he's an A-side. If, he's, if people are tuning in, if a million people are watching you, you an A-side. Yeah, then Andre Ward has had a million people multiple times tuned nah, in. Nah, nah, he hasn't. Andre Ward ain't carrying no cars by himself against nobody. He's Listen, not. Listen, you keep saying that, but he already did it. The he, numbers are there. If, if it was Chad Dawson, it was more numbers. Chad Dawson helped him carry that car. He didn't Chad carry that Dawson, car by himself. Chad Dawson is another born fighter that nobody swear they want to watch. I don't want to hear no excuses. They, that that is an excuse. It Andre is. Ward can't carry. He did 300,000 viewers average on BET. He hasn't fought in two years, and it's the first program on boxing on BET. Golovkin couldn't do a million and a half on BET. That's just not realistic. BET, you want to be honest. Yeah, so so let's, let's stop even using that. Let's take Andre Ward on HBO fighting multiple times, fighting against Chad Dawson, 1.3. He did 1.2, 1.1. 
Golovkin is not the A side. That's he's job. definitely the A side. Nah, he literally isn't. He's not the better fighter. The A side ain't just who brings the most money. It's also who brings the best boxing ability. That's a part of who's the A side. No, the A side is the business. My the A side is the business. Andre Ward is the better fighter. I agree with you. Andre Ward has the, the he's and that's and that's his value when it comes to fighting. They're both. At one time, Andre Ward, two years ago, did the same exact number as Golovkin. Sure, he has to fight a couple fights so people can see he's fighting. And it doesn't help he's fighting on BT. But let's be honest. Golovkin is not a bigger name than Andre Ward. That's he just a bigger name than Andre Ward. That's not true. But he he's is, today's name He's, he's a bigger Andre name than Ward. Andre Ward. I mean, so right now, not, he is. He's not bigger than Andre Ward they, two years ago. Fought, Andre they, Ward two years ago was second best fighter on earth. He's still the second best fighter on earth. Nobody wants to watch it. Guillermo Rigondeau is one of the best fighters on the planet. Nobody it, wants to fuck with him. Rigondeau's like 110 pounds soaking wet. Don't compare. Like, when you're Andre Ward and you're fighting 170 some odd pounds, like, you can sell at 170 pounds. Roy Jones Jr. was selling at that weight. He he's at a marketable weight. He was fun to watch. I'm, all, I'm just going all, off of the second best fighter in the world. He was yeah. pretty big two years but ago. Nobody wants to watch war fight. So all I, but you know what? You know who they do want to watch fight, though? They want to watch Golovkin fight. So why doesn't he fight a real fight and stop making business? And Ward don't want to fight him right now. Ward would love to fight him right no, now. I, I think Ward will take that fight in May. Can, I mean, Canelo would take that fight in Canelo May if he gets past Cotto. And Canelo is going to be the guy that's probably going to expose him. because. Oh, of his, here we go with Canelo. I don't want to hear <laughs> Canelo shit takes no a lot of punches. Man. Canelo is best offense. But, the best but, defense is his offense. He gets yeah, hit but, way too much. But his actual, this is the thing. Golovkin's, Golovkin, the only thing, Golovkin is a really great fighter. He's a really great fighter. You know what I mean? He's technically sound. He's, he can punch. He is dirt slow. Quick hands will expose him just like they did in the Olympics. He is slow. Well, he will quick hands expose him in the Olympics. Andre Durrell got quick hands and he dominated Durrell. I'm just expressing. Andre Durrell is athleticism. He doesn't have quick hands. He's got quick hands. He's right got fast now, hands the most. I'm telling you right now, when it comes down to it, he's going to lose to Andre Ward. Canelo has a really great chance at beating him. Canelo's getting slept. Canelo's going to sleep against Golovkin. Uh, I don't believe it. All right. Oscar believed it, though, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we know Oscar. He wasn't ready. You know Oscar's a little scared to put his guys he's out there. Super scared, so... But he threw Lemieux in there, and that's my point. It's like, I'm, I'm okay. I, I like watching Golovkin fight. Obviously, I like watching knockout punchers too, and he's technically sound, but let's keep it in perspective. Let's not make this guy the second coming of Rocky Marciano, and he hasn't fought anyone. Could we at least get him one quality fight? Yeah. And let's stop acting like Andre Ward is the B-side when Andre Ward did the same exact numbers. He did the same numbers. He did the same gait. He did He's done in, the same he, game. Dog, I don't, he does him at higher competition. He faces higher competition. Chad Dawson, HBO blew the doors off the promotion for the Chad Dawson Andre Ward they, fight. They, they had blew, to. They blow the war. They blow the doors off. Golovkin fighting against Taxi the Tony driver, the taxi cab driver. Tony and he the can taxi sell it. Driver. Like Ward can't sell fighting Edison. When he fought Edison Miranda, nobody gave a damn about Andre all, Ward. All I'm trying to tell you is, we know one person knocks somebody out, and we know one person is the best boxer. No, so I, look, I will never take anything away from Ward's boxing ability. So at that point, they can do the best business. They can do the best business. The best the business, people, like honestly, the, the best the business people. is something. The best business is something that I don't want to hear. You don't want to hear, and Kel, you don't want to hear it either. Is to make this fight bubble for another year and have these guys beat up and work towards each other. That's the best business to go to pay per view. Right now, going to pay per view, it's not going to do the numbers it's supposed. He to. ain't young. You, you can only bubble for so long. You got to prove it. It's going to do the same numbers nah. Lemieux and Golovkin is going to do. Nothing. 
Nothing. What do you think Golovkin? Gonna, what do you think Golovkin's yeah. going to do pay per view wise? Less than a quarter million. Less. I agree with you. It's going to be bad because I don't want to buy. It. Like I want to buy it to watch somebody get killed, but it's like I just bring out the Titan in somebody. I mean, you got to think. Like I said, Golovkin Ward is still bigger on pay per view right now than the Mew Golovkin. Like, let's be honest. I'm just saying, can we keep it in perspective? Nobody, it's people that are ducking him, but he's not really the boogeyman of boxing. It's only one boogeyman of boxing. Who? You know who it is. Kovalev? You damn skippy. Yeah. <laughs> Kovalev and Golovkin both have their fair share of people ducking. Oh, no. Nobody, Adonis Stevenson wants Adonis no part Stevenson of Adonis Stevenson will never fight nobody, Kovalev. Nobody literally wants to fight Stevenson. Nobody literally wants to fight Stevenson. Any one person calling him out, he will destroy them. Oh, you mean Kovalev? You said Stevenson. You said you mean Kovalev, oh, right? Yeah, Kovalev. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Stevenson yeah. doesn't want to fight him. I mean, big ups to everyone who has fought him and been stupid enough to get in the ring. And that's, I don't see that changing though. Like they keep yeah. giving him mandatories, and he keeps knocking out well, mandatory. You got to fight your mandatory to keep your belt. That's kind of yeah. So like, that's that's where he's stuck in. He's in a weird loop of just two, three mandatory fights a year, and he gets one opponent that he gets to choose every year. That's it. Well, well he's gonna fight man, Ward. He, that's happening. Yeah, he, he beat up Pascal. He keeps moving too heavy though. No, no, no. Like, he's listen, getting listen. heavy. Kovalev's getting like well, way too heavy. Listen, like listen. he's out. Pacing yeah, himself in the yeah. ward class. Like, it's not a year ago, I would have said, Yeah, Kovalev damn near is at 205. Like, Kovalev is big. He Trust was, me. he looked huge in the ring last weekend. They yo. are going, this fight is going to happen. Main events is in. I feel bad for Andre Ward. Ward is into this fight. Like, he wants this fight. Kathy Duva wants this fight. I think it's a horrible fight for Andre Ward. Nah, because Kovalev is just going to come in just twice Ward's size, damn near, at that point. It's just the length, man. And, and, and the thing that makes Kovalev special is that length, man. He uses that length. He uses uses a jab and he fights and and that's the thing that's the real boogeyman I, I i just dislike how boxing you know tends to champ i'm i'm watching amir khan today saying <laughs> floyd mayweather cherry pick fights i watched marvin Hagler say floyd mayweather cherry pick fights and i'm like marvin Hagler resume cannot compete with floyd mayweather resume at all like are we serious like, Marvin Hagler waited till everybody came up. He was always the bigger guy. And he still lost to Sugar Ray Leonard. So that's one hell of a resume, though. <laughs> yeah, but Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, and Roberto Duran, that's your, that's your claim to fame? Those three guys? Yeah, I think it's better than Floyd's top three. I mean, that's, that's impossible, because Floyd Mayweather be Oscar De La Hoya. Not but Manny Pacquiao, I don't want to hear prime. No, you have to use prime. prime. You have to. You have to. That, that's the key prime. with Floyd, though. Floyd gets him at the right it's time. Not, you have not that, because Floyd, Floyd is not at the right time, and he's still beating people. What? What? No, absolutely not. If, Floyd, is older, Floyd is older than everybody he's just fought. But he's still at the top of his game. He's not at the top of his game. Yes, he's he a is. better. He's a better boxer. He's that's just what the top of his game is. But that's my point. At that point, it's not a prime. It's not a prime. It's not a situation where somebody's physical peak is falling off and their mental place is where that, that's the, it's not what's going on. Floyd is better than all of those guys. Every day of the year, every day of the week, period. His resume is better than every last boxer outside of a Joe Lewis, out, excuse me, outside of, excuse me. Uh, no, that's not true. It's yeah, true. That shit might be true. I mean, his resume is better. Hacker, I just looked it up. I mean, there's Duran, there's Leonard. Oh, he's fought three there's Hall of Monroe. Famers. He's That's fought it. three Hall of Famers. That's it. 
That's his best win. I mean, go down, go down the list. I mean, Floyd didn't catch his people at the at their prime though, which I agree. But he caught them. Everybody, Same thing. Canelo's gonna look great in hindsight. He caught Canelo when he's too saying, young. Everybody keeps saying it's not at their prime. He's older than Pacquiao. Pacquiao wasn't in his prime. Like Floyd is not in his prime. The difference is we all know why Pacquiao was not gonna be Floyd Mayweather. We all know that he never was. Five years ago, he wasn't gonna fight him because we all know he didn't want a drug test. Shane Mosley, no version of Shane Mosley is ever going to outbox Floyd Mayweather. No version of Juan Marquez is never going to outbox Floyd Mayweather. No version of Miguel Cotto ever would outbox Floyd Mayweather. But he no didn't version. fight them when they were at that their physical peak. He didn't fight them, and that's always going to be the knock. As much as I love Floyd Mayweather, you can say Marquez, that. But Marquez no. might have been at his peak. Marquez was fighting out of his weight class. Mar- Everyone fights matter. out of the weight class with no, 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 no. Floyd. He makes Marquez. people drop way too low. Huh? He makes people drop way too low. Who? Floyd. That's that's no, half no. his Marquez genius. Had to he come makes up to fight. Okay, and then he makes Canelo drop down, and then he makes Marquez jump up, and he so makes that's, that's that's part of his genius. That's why he's he, the A side of things. I, I, I agree. He listen. jumped up. He jumped up and beat Oscar De La Hoya. Oscar De La Hoya was washed. If, if he I fights Canelo at one fifty four, it's a different story. But you it's make not it. a different story. He's never going to be. Them guys are never better. Like we're still talking about the best defender. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't use his advantages. Sugar Ray Leonard did with, with Marvin Hagler. Who the fuck cares? Like, I don't want to hear those lame excuses like some boxer waited till everybody was when they was their best and say, I'm going to fight him right now. That's not true. There's no boxer in history like that. Mike Tyson ducked Riddick both. He never fought George Foreman. He didn't fight Evander Holyfield when Evander Holyfield was young. And that's why nobody puts Mike Tyson in, like, top 30. Okay, so you name, <laughs> so you name a person who fought when 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 Muhammad Ali beat George Foreman, he was out of his prime. He was literally descending out of his prime. He was out of shape. His body wasn't even the same. But that didn't stop him from beating George Foreman. But that's my point. He fought George Foreman when he was at his most dangerous. Floyd missed mean? a I, lot of fights. Floyd missed a lot of opportunities. My, but that's my point. He didn't fight George Foreman when he was at his most dangerous. The later version of George Foreman was better than the younger version because what? he was smarter. The, the George Foreman that killed Joe Frazier wasn't the most dangerous George Foreman. No, because Joe Frazier only beat Muhammad Ali. That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who else did Joe Frazier beat? Like, let's be honest. Let's stop praising people because you just had that person style. Everybody else whooped Joe Frazier after that. Let's be honest. Certain people had certain people style in boxing. Boxing is a style matchup. Some people are better than other people. It's simple as that. It's not about prime. It's not about any of that. Unless somebody is 40-some years old and out of shape. De La Hoya was not out of his prime when he lost to Floyd Mayweather. De La Hoya's goose was cooked when he fought Floyd Mayweather. It was not cooked. He was a bigger fighter. That's a good six-fight run for Mayweather, though. He went De La Hoya, Hatton, Marquez, Mosley, Ortiz, Cotto. Mosley was washed. Listen, the last 10 fights. Ortiz was terrible. Hatton, everyone thought Hatton was the truth at that point. Shane Mosley had... Marquez's best Mexican fighter Shane damn near this generation. Shane Mosley had just knocked out Margarito. Who's, I don't want to hear. He was weak. <laughs> Who everybody knew was cheating. He was weak. Who everybody swear that Floyd ducked. Everybody said Floyd ducked him. And then Shane Mosley knocks him out. And then Floyd just destroys Shane Mosley after getting in trouble in the, in the first round or second round. And nobody cries. Like, stop using these lame excuses. Floyd the is truth. just better than these people. Look, look, it's not look. because Floyd... Listen, Floyd for the first 38 fights couldn't pick a fight. That didn't change the fact that he wanted to fight Mosley. He wanted to fight De La Hoya, and Aram wouldn't put them in the ring because he always knew Floyd was going to beat De La Hoya. Aram wouldn't put him in the ring out of Aram's mouth. That's excuses. Stop making excuses for when somebody is better. 
Sugar Ray Leonard sat on this couch for three years and waited till he could beat Marvin Hagler. He sat on this couch inactive for three years, though. Even even though I and agree with you. Shape. And stayed in shape. But no, Waiting it's different. When you're not time. in the ring for three years, it's different. Any boxer will tell you that it's different if you haven't fought Boy, for Mayweather three years. Mayweather came back for two years and beat Marquez and people still crying. He was bigger than Marquez. Look. I don't want to hear that. It's <laughs> true. Like, if it you find matter. somebody that's bigger than somebody you. Somebody got to be bigger than somebody. Somebody got to be bigger than somebody. Somebody got to be bigger than somebody. I make excuses about when people are just better. Floyd is better than all of them. In their prime, he's better. I wish he was Later on in their, their prime, prime he's that's better. The thing is, listen, we don't have to wish that because we watched the fights happen. No, we didn't. We, we did. did. Not, we never saw him fight Katsuzu. We never saw him fight Asselino Freitas. We never it's, saw him fight... We didn't, watch, we didn't watch... A lot of people fight some of those people. But we didn't watch Dana Hoya fight those same people. Exactly. Wait, wait. Don't make those excuses when somebody's better. You're talking about somebody who literally destroyed 10 Hall of Famers. Beat them convincingly. And you're still going to keep making... I don't care. You can't put Keith Thurman against 10 Hall of Fame fighters that's in their 30s, late 30s, he's going to beat all 10. You can't find. You can't put Keith Thurman in the ring. He couldn't arrange the matchups because he couldn't do all the styles that it would take to win those fights. Is I don't that, care who you are. Kovalev couldn't beat 10 older Roy Jones at 38 years old, Bernard Hopkins at 48. That's just not going to happen. An older fighter is smart. My point is, let's be honest. Let's stop acting like everybody else fought somebody in their perfect timing. That's just not true. Boxing doesn't work like that. Jack Johnson didn't fight other black fighters. Joe Lewis duck fighters. Muhammad Ali, when he came back, he didn't want to give people a shot. Joe Frazier wanted a shot before Muhammad Ali left. Muhammad Ali went out of boxing. Joe Frazier won and then beat Muhammad Ali. No excuses. A fight is a fight. When people win and people lose, somebody bigger, somebody smaller, somebody older, somebody younger, it's no way. People are going to make excuses. Oh, Floyd called Canelo when he was too young. Lame. Stop it. Well, it's true. It's not true. Floyd it, it was a bad Canelo. fight for Canelo at that stage of his career. It, it every, was a bad fight. Every, same right, thing would happen right now if he fought right Thurman. It's the same fight. It's not the same fight. <laughs> it's the same fight. Do you think Canelo's going to outbox Floyd Mayweather? Really? No. My point is, is that if like the Mayweather-Pacquiao argument hinges on this. I always thought Mayweather would have beat Manny Pacquiao. But you got to fight him when he's wrecking everybody. Not no, when he gets you, flattened by Marquez. That's not, it's not fighting when he's wrecking everybody. That was Fight's a lucky-ass punch, take, though. No, Marquez's punch is lucky. Listen, has, he was dominating Marquez. Has Pacquiao been the same fighter in the later stages of his career? Let's, let's you mean since, since literally they've been accusing him of taking steroids and he hasn't knocked nobody out since? Or you talking about that Pacquiao? Let's be honest. Yeah, let's he be, was wrecking Marquez, though. Like, that was his but best. But my point is, is that okay. he's not the same fighter. No, but he wasn't. Because Even in that Marquez fight, he wasn't. But I you'll say it. He did the best in he that Marquez fight than he did any time. At any time. Listen, you didn't like him the first couple Marquez honest. fights. Pacquiao was not on steroids. That's it. It's simple. It's we not even rocket we, we, we can't. We don't have proof. We don't have proof. You hey. know what the proof is? The proof is the day it was brought up, he stopped knocking anyone out. He didn't stop anyone since. He went from stopping everyone to not stopping anyone. We still don't have proof, is all I'm saying. Yeah, so, but even if that's the case, so Barry Bonds, he got robbed. Barry Bonds, but Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame then. He yeah. should. you damn right Barry Bonds should be in the I, Hall I of Fame. I think he should, but shit, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he got robbed against Timothy Bradley. I so don't agree. he beat Marquez, and, you know, in that time, you thought he would have, he should have lost. I never thought Pacquiao beat Marquez. Exactly. Ever. So then he loses to Bradley and gets robbed, and then fights Marquez again, and Marquez hits him with a punch that floors him. But Pacquiao was dominating Marquez up to that point, and that was his best fight against Marquez out of all of them. 
he was doing the best in that fight than he did in any previous Marquez fight. Wrong. First he time, was going for first the Marquez kill. fight when he knocked down Marquez three times in the first round. Okay, he was damn. He was trying to get Marquez out of there. The hell with a knockdown. He was trying to KO slept. him, and that's why he got slept by one lucky punch. Hey. But Pacquiao didn't lose it. He was beating all of these guys. He wait, got wait, a controversial wait. decision. Are you, are you and telling he me to get knocked out is not losing? He, he got, got slept by one punch. It doesn't matter. That's all it takes, right? That's not losing anything. He just got knocked That's out. That's like you asking me when Tyson oh got knocked out by one punch. So That's what? It was one you punch. You got knocked the fuck out. You lose, you lose. I don't give a fuck. He came back. I didn't want to fight him in that next fight either because he's going to knock my ass out again. Hey. One punch is one punch. It doesn't mean Pacquiao lost it. It means he got hit with one punch. That's okay. boxing. All right. So if I win a game one to nothing and I hit one home run, does it fucking matter? You lost. No. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. So if you have like the so, so, so is best this, team, so, so if you beat them once, you want to play him again. Is this Pacquiao's first loss? Of course not. All right, but I'm talking about when Pacquiao was rolling. He he kept rolling. Nah, he got he robbed of a decision, rolling. and he got hit by a lucky punch. Come Those on, are his man. only two blemishes. He never fell off. Did he look as good as he did? Like, like let's be clear. Did he? He look... lost his killer instinct, but he wasn't bad. He was it, still better it, than it, everyone else. The point he didn't of the lose. Game to have he didn't instinct? lose. No, his Mayweather has no killer instinct, and he wins every damn fight. It's oh not. It's not. It's not Mayweather doesn't have killer instinct. Mayweather has bad hands, and he's in a bigger weight class, five divisions up. Who the fuck is knocking people out five divisions up? Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao was knocking people eight divisions until they start talking about steroids, and then he couldn't knock nobody out. <laughs> that's just the truth. The Yo, day I first started hearing about it, he stopped knocking anybody down. Hold on, hold on. I got to ask you, what do you think of Floyd's next fight? Who do you think I, he's going to choose, and do you think he should go with like the, the safe option? Andres hates you know this too, there, by the way. Every, every option is safe for Floyd Mayweather. Every option. Literally, there's nobody... The one person who I think nobody would even agree with me. So at that point, who really is going to be Floyd Mayweather? Like, let's be honest. Like, let's stop. I wish Floyd just retired. When the fight retired. I don't he care should. who he fights. Because I'm tired of these lame dudes making excuses on why they not fight each other. I can't get it. I can't get with that. Like, I can't get with people saying Floyd cherry picked this fight. Floyd can only pick his last 10 opponents. What about the 38 ones he beat before that? 38 of them. And then he picked 10 guys. The last 10. Five of them was Hall of Famers. Sure, he he cherry picked. He cherry picked five Hall of Famers. That makes sense because that's what <laughs> that's what Sugar Ray Leonard did too. That's what Marvin Hagler did. That's what Thomas Hearns did. That's what Roy Jones. Any of these niggas ain't never did that. They ain't never did that. And they all been in a position to pick their fights. They never ever picked that many Hall of Famers to fight in a row. So no you fight 50? six, seven world champions. You don't want to see him come I, I back. For 50? No, no, because who the hell is he going to fight? Pacquiao again. Kodo if he I don't beats know. Canelo. That's no, about it. No, no I don't want to see it. I don't. It's over. He's going to beat Kodo, and he'll beat Pacquiao again. I had enough. I don't want to <laughs> see that. Anymore. Floyd has proven everything in this sport. He is the best fighter in the world of all time. He has the Thurman? best. He has, Thurman has no chance. Anybody who boxes loses to Floyd. You literally would have to mug him to make it a fight, and nobody except Porter is going to mug him. And Porter don't mug. He tries to box. Nobody is going to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing contest. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Like, let's be honest. This dude is 40 years old in shape. No, you're right. You're right about that. Nobody beats him today. Nobody, nobody definitely no beats Floyd beats. today. I don't, know if, I, don't th- I don't know if he's the greatest fighter of all time. It's, I mean, obviously, he has to be. No, obviously, I don't Sugar Ray Roberts is the greatest fighter of all time. And if you say that, yeah. I'm not going to be offended. That's like somebody tell me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is better than Michael Jordan. Well, that's crazy, but all right. <laughs> no, I, there's, there's a case. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a good comparison, but guys. I, I, I mean, well, 
somebody with more MVPs, more championships, more points, any way you want to look at it, more stats in every other capacity. That's that's my point. I don't I don't do that. I don't do the prime. I have to hear people scream Mike Tyson in his prime a million times. Mike Tyson was in his prime when he lost to Van Holyfield. Mike Tyson wasn't in his prime at 19 and 20. Mm. It's simple things, man. People make simple things hard. Every fighter in boxing history who's been an A-side of the business has determined how and when they fight somebody. Sugar Ray Leonard was the king of it. I don't want to hear Floyd Mayweather out of the last 10 fighters he could pick. Five of them is Hall of Famers, but he cherry-picked five Hall of Famers. What five cherry picks could Amir Khan pick that he had dominate? What five Hall of Famers can Manny Pacquiao pick that he's going to dominate five out of ten? Manny Pacquiao hasn't even fought as many champions of Hall of Famers. Sugar Ray Leonard's last ten fights wasn't as many champions of Hall of Famers. Mike Tyson's last ten fights wasn't as many champions in Hall of Famers. Lennox Lewis, Muhammad Ali's last ten fights wasn't as many champions in Hall of Famers. The only reason I give Ali credit is he's a heavyweight and you can only fight who you can fight. But at the end of the day, he still lost to Norton. And Norton could only beat Muhammad Ali. Like Joe Frazier only beat Muhammad Ali. I'm just being honest. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I'm tired of this, oh, Floyd, he picked them at a perfect time. He's better than them. He's better than them. He's better than them. He's better than Shane Mosley. His career shows he's better than Shane Mosley. He's better than Oscar De La Hoya. He beat Oscar De La Hoya at 32. 32 now is out of your prime. Well, Floyd is seven years out of his prime. Seven years. He started before, He started sooner, won a title sooner, and still lasted longer. It wasn't out of his prime. He was out of his mind. People get on <laughs> this, and you start making excuses for him. I'm not making no excuses for him. I didn't make none for Marvin Hagler when Sugar Ray Leonard went in there and won the damn fight. I don't want to hear no excuses. You give people the credit by their resume, by their work. That man literally destroyed 10 possibly Hall of Famers. He beat them all convincingly. Beat them all. No other boxer outside of Sugar Ray Robinson has beat 10 Hall of Famers. Why are we still discussing simple and obvious things? It's simple. I just don't get it. What are we talking about? <laughs> like, we just watched the best fighter of all time, the best defense, like watching the Bulls, and, and when they were 72 and 10, he was like, we ain't the best team of all time because they didn't play against who? They won 72 games. 72 games because they had the best defense. Floyd won 48 fights because he had the best defense. Period. It's simple. I mean, why are we the best defense is always the best team in sports. Look at that. Kel, shut up. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm when just Jason's saying, here, Kel, you say nothing. Glasses? Nah, because we'll, we'll be here for like another hour. He's stuck. I'm, I'm not just, stuck. I'm, I'm not just, stuck. <laughs> I, just, I just know me and Glasses going to talk after this. But like, people going to be like, you I'm motherfuckers just, talking about this shit for like hours. And we can't. No. No, no. And that's the thing because boxing is so wonderful. I'm just saying, Triple G and Closing Triple G, man, is, is exciting to watch. The writers ruin it. Dougie Fisher ruins it. Steve Kim ruins it. They ruin it. They ruin it. They literally ruin it. They, they just ruin it. It's just horrible. It's just like, dude, you are supposed to be a, a, a journalist. You mean unbiased? It's like, come on. Like, at least the man you get to see how great Golovkin is. I'm sure you want to see two people just knock each other out. You know, but can you at least see if he can knock out another talented, great fighter? If he knocks out, what if he beats Andre Ward? What if he goes in there and knocks Andre Ward out? They man, the they are the man. They, they, yeah. He becomes the best fighter in boxing. Yes. What if he yeah. goes and knocks out Lemieux and does this 180,000 pay-per-views and knocks out Lemieux? So what? 
you made some money. You you guys, you you gauged the boxing. You won another title that somebody got off a vacant person, and you didn't really prove how great you were. And it's funny we pushed Floyd Mayweather to go up six divisions. We want him to go up to six divisions when he can't make the fifth division. We want him to go up to six divisions. We demand greatness from probably the best thing that's ever happened to boxing that we've ever seen as far as a, as a boxer. But we let everybody else, everybody else, we praise him just because God gave him power. Oh, Golovkin is crazy. He's the ace side. He hasn't did no substantial numbers. He's not the best. He ain't killing. People do what <laughs> Chavez Jr. did better. And I don't want to hear that. But that's why Travis Jr. was A-side because yeah. he did better numbers. It's, it's business. It sucks, but it's business. That's what I it understand goes. this. But demand these fighters prove their greatness. That's all I'm saying for the media. Demand these fighters prove their greatness before you announce demand their... Demand it. You can demand we got to see this next summer. But Cotto didn't want to fight Golovkin. He shouldn't. He, you're right. He shouldn't fight Golovkin because he'll get killed. He's, then, why, why, is, why is he trying to fight Golovkin? Cotto. Why Cotto's he? He's a middleweight champion. He has a belt. He, he's a middleweight champion. He has a belt. Why wouldn't I fight? It's not the belt. Well, Cano the Canelo is the bigger payday. It doesn't Canelo matter. But like Golovkin said, he fight him. That's all that matters. If you have a belt, that means you're in my fucking division. Fight me. Cotto so said no. So no, because he can fight Canelo. It's a short list of people that can fight Canelo. Don't blow that before you fight Golovkin. It's business, I, I, right? Honestly, business. Honestly, honestly, Triple G and Cotto is just a bad fight. They're just a bad fight. Triple G is too big. Cotto is there to be hit. I don't even want to see that. It's not even entertaining. Get fight. him out of there. And 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 that's the type of passes prime fighter that Triple G should have been. That's the type of passes prime fighter. But no, we will give all the credit. Canelo is a great fight for him. Laura is a great fight for him. Andre Ward is a great fight for him. We gotta I get one next summer. Fight. They're gonna I put one. We're gonna Peter get one. Willing. And like I, I said, Laura will be first. We'll we'll revisit this. And after Golovkin flatlines Canelo, who hopefully will get past Cotto, who I'm picking, then we'll talk. I now we talk. Now we talk about somebody that should be in the top five. And then glasses is coming back on, and we'll we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk again. Yeah. All right. So we got to thank glasses Malone for coming through and uh, schooling us on some boxing, I guess. Or no, more no, that's your ass. You're like nah, that's, listen, nobody man. schools me on boxing. Y'all get listen, that shit. Get that shit right real he quick. To, he had to put you in your place real quick. He did. Triple G, too early. That's it's not too early. early. This is what he says. The man has spoken. Hey, glasses, my man. That's why we debate this shit. But y'all, <laughs> just like I tell everybody with most things, just holler at me when I'm right. Because that's what usually happens. You just come back and say, you were right. I'm right. I know my shit. I'm not a dummy when it comes to boxing. Like, I do this. This I is what I do. I'm never telling me. you that shit. I'll take it to the grave. You can, you can have it in the grave. What's I will be up right this there. this weekend in boxing? Because we well, didn't even get to that with Paulie Malignaggi and uh, Danny Garcia. Oh, you're in a horrible In a horrible matchup for Danny. Like, everybody's looking at this fight like Danny should run over Paulie. It's a bad style matchup nah, for Paulie. Nah, because it's going to go 12 and they'll give Danny a decision. They're going to find a way to give Danny a decision. That's so it's not safe. what matters. What matters is how Danny looks. Oh, he's not going to look good at all. Therein lies your problem. Danny Garcia needs to look good. He didn't look good against Lamont Peterson. No. He beat up a plumber in Rod Salka. And he didn't look good against uh, Mauricio Herrera. You've got to look good sooner or later. Nope, because then they're just going to feed him to the Wolves after this. He'll pick up the decision. Paulie's a big enough name to sell a bigger name fight. Maybe him and Keith Thurman. It's close enough in time. I don't know who you put him in there with. Like, I don't know what Heyman you do. Heyman don't care. You know, Heyman will feed him to the Wolves. But that, that, that's what everybody was like, yo, this is the, you know, I don't want to watch it. And I'm like, yo, this is a bad style match. Like, the under the, the co-main event is Danny Jacobs and Sergio Mora. And Sergio Mora is not a bad fighter. And no. he's, he's stylistically, he's a problem for a lot of people. I don't know what they're doing over there at PBC. I, I really, I don't know. Like they build just up fight, in. crazy money grab. Build up fight, 
crazy money. But where's grab? the crazy money grab? No, because this is the build up fight. To to what? Like here, to here. Garcia Thurman. Yeah. I don't know. If they, I don't even know. But it's not really a money grab. The ratings aren't that good on PBC. They're not. They haven't been tre- trending well. Some of the fights do better than others, but they're not like HBO still does better, and they're on HBO because there's there's so many fights, and it's not a bad thing. You know, you can't expect it to go through the roof as soon as you start yeah. it. But it's hard, man. Like if you, if these guys aren't looking good, like every now and then you get a good fight. This Danny Garcia Pauly fight, it's not gonna go do well. It's the same night as UFC 190, the same night as World Series of Fighting. That's what hurts them. It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like they should go Sunday nights. Nah, you Saturday night's still your night, right? Like that you don't you don't give up your it's like night. A family night. Right? Oh, I mean Saturday is rough. Like Saturday you have boxing HBO, night. You have showtime. It's, it's your boxing Man. night. Like if, if boxing is always on Saturday, you move that shit to Sunday, you just conceded everything to MMA. Just don't do that. I don't give up my ground to an RB singer if I'm a rapper. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rapper. You figure it out. So it's just just saying that this show is it's a bad it's a bad everything because viewers are gonna watch and they're not gonna be happy with what they see. Me as somebody who loves boxing, if Paulie does well, it's just more exposing of Danny Garcia. I never thought Danny was that great. He shouldn't be fighting boxers. They want him to get better, but you gotta hope that he does what Sean Porter did to Paulie in order for him to make sense. Otherwise, it's like this is just bad. And that's probably what it's going to be. But, I mean, once again, whoever comes out of this, Pauly, if he wins. Well, if Pauly wins, Danny better call it a night. Danny's back down to 140. It's the Danny versus Broner. He ain't making 140. I don't know. Then you go Danny Broner, 144, and redemption. Save your career fight. (laughs) That's what it'd be next. Save your career fight. And I I say bad, but not necessarily. It's not bad for the sport. Like, I like to see these guys fight guys that are challenges. I don't want you to beat up, you know, the taxi cab driver every weekend. That's not fun. Have a, have some competition. Stylistically, this is a tough fight for him. Don't get me wrong. He could knock Paulie out. Paulie could be shot. We really don't know. Sean Porter beat the shit out of Paulie. Yeah. He could send his ass right back to the commentating. Could happen. But if you look at it from a pure standpoint, Paulie has all the tools, except he doesn't hit hard. So he can drag this out for 12 rounds and just look good doing it. You can't teach that, though. That's nah. the key. Like, you can't teach puncher power. Just like in football, can't teach speed. Basketball nah, can't teach jumping. You like, just got it. You just got it, and you can't teach that shit. So we'll see. We might be in for a snooze fest. I mean, that's what happens when PBC puts on a card every other weekend. Yeah, no, it's cool. Like, I, again, I don't mind. I'm glad it's on network television. I'm glad we have the opportunity to watch it. Um, you know, like this weekend, I was, you know, we were at Kovalev to watch Kovalev fight. We watched Kovalev do what Kovalev does, beat the shit out of people. Meanwhile, PBC had a show up the street. That nobody cared about Flores yeah. and Shumanov And Shumanov ended up winning that fight By yeah. the way Good fight for Shumanov Whatever But it's like But it, that's what I'm This is where it's messed up Why are you having two fights Around the corner from one another Yeah space it out a bit Like come on man Like you could have did the PB show At 2pm And then I mean it would have been hell for us As journalists We had to sit through like 13 hours of boxing But it would have worked That's what I'm saying As a fan I can go to both shows I, like, I could go to the PBC show It ends at 2 or 3 Go home, change clothes, be back in time to watch Kovalev. Mm-hmm. If I want to go to both, like, don't make me choose like that. It's never good to do. It's like it's like having a Meek Mill and a Drake concert at the same city in Vegas. One's at the Win and the others at like Thomas and Mac. Like, don't do that, people. Spread your shit out, <laughs> fuckers. You should have went with Future Hive, and then we would have known where we were. On that note, we, we need been. to like we would have been at the Future fuck Hive this concert show because you just you Future Hive. It, it would have been sold out. They would have rushed it. No, they wouldn't. Show your love for Future Hive, man. Don't nope. be a, a Hive hater all your life. I hate all hives. <laughs> so, 
thank you guys for listening. A little bit longer of an episode today, but we had two guests. We had some really good talk. Yeah, man. Shout out to talk. Glasses Malone. Shout out to Ray Sefo. Uh Glasses, he knows. He knows. Like what y'all don't know is this is what me and Glasses do via text message. Like that that long ass conversation. Imagine it with your thumbs. Like <laughs> that's how this shit goes with me and Glasses. Like. My man's got an album coming out, so look out for it. I'm sure we'll have him back to talk about it again. We'll argue about some more shit. I'm sure a lot of you people are going to agree with him. Some of you are going to say he sucks. Whatever. I don't care. As long as you listen, I don't give a shit. But that's my man. We're going to argue. He's always going to think Floyd Mayweather is the greatest fighter on the face of the earth. It's just the way it is. Yeah, man. And I escaped this episode without a goddamn Mikel moment. And I can't leave it out saying, what up, Bay? Sasha Banks. Looking at you. One Good day. luck this week. One day. Shooting for the stars. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter. At the corner LSN, same thing on IG. You can find me on IG and Twitter at Kel Dansby. Me on IG and Twitter at Andreas Hell. If you can't spell it, figure it the fuck out. Yep, and we'll be back next week. Some more good shit. Another good episode. We're out. <laughs>